It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Penn School staff say it will never be the same again. Formula One star gassed in burglary in France and Watford fan preparing for Premier League opener. BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School, the special school in Buckinghamshire in administration, would have to halve in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers who were among the 71 staff made redundant yesterday. They say students would have found new schools and staff new jobs even if the school was to reopen. More from Sarah Jenkins. Head of IT at Penn School, Jakob Hani, fears that even if a buyer was found for the school, it could not return to what it was. Mr Hanouf was made redundant but has found himself another job and so would be unable to return even if the school was to reopen. The administrators say they're still holding discussions with a number of interested parties to buy the school, but there are no firm offers as yet. The Formula One driver Jensen Button and his wife have been the victims of a burglary while on holiday in France. Criminals are believed to have pumped anaesthetic gas through air conditioning vents as the couple slept at a villa in Saint-Tropez, knocking them out. An estimated £300,000 worth of items was stolen, including an engagement ring. A veteran politician who's accused of sexually abusing children in the 1960s, 70s and 80s is due to appear before magistrates in London today. Prosecutors had decided Lord Janner, who was a Labour MP for almost 30 years, was too ill with dementia to stand trial. That decision was overruled. Lord Janner and his family deny any wrongdoing. A group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it. Aragon Housing Association say it's after advice from insurers over potential claims for injuries on the trampoline and toys. Jackie Green started the play area. We've always said that we wanted a park or something nearby. When the housing officer said that he wanted us to remove all the toys, it was just kind of a kick in the direction to start forward planning for getting them to hopefully put a park in. We have considered asking Aragon how much the insurance would be and then paying it ourselves but hopefully they will let us keep the toys at least for the summer holidays. Watford fan Nick Cruis has spoken of his excitement at attending tomorrow's Premier League opener at Everton just five months after being left in a coma. The father of two from Hemel Hempstead was attacked after Watford's game at Wolves in March. As soon as the fixtures come out I was down here waiting coming at one minute past nine yeah. and uh, I was phoning up mates at two minutes past nine to see if they wanted to go so yeah. With it being the first away game after what happened, is there any nerves at all? No, not really. I don't remember what happened the last time, so it's not it's not really it's not really bothering me to be honest with you. In sport, England's cricketers are on course to win back the Ashes. They will start day two of the fourth test at Trent Bridge on 274 for four. That's a lead of 214 after Australia were all out for just 60. The weather dry and sunny, maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. <coughs> right. OK, you all right, Simon? Very well. Excellent. Great to hear it. Anything nice this weekend? Um, going to Accrington. Who are they? <laughs> exactly. That, that was the line. There we yeah. go. Thank you very much indeed. Always nice to reference an 80s milk advert. Uh, let's start off with some people talking in a car, shall we? Oh, no. If this keeps up, we won't be in London till Boxing Day. Everyone. And when the sun is out, 
80s versions of Beatles songs. Guys, guys, I mean, c- 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 come on! It's Friday. This is my last show of the week. I'm going home after this. I'm actually going home to bed. I tried to have a little uh, cheeky bumfire in my garden yesterday. Huh? Mm? I had a bumfire. Right. I bought, I bought, um, oh, hang on a minute. Across beds. Oh, okay, it's Bucks. No, no, no. There we go. So, right, stop. Just, sh- Just shut it, pal. You're going to get on my nerves, Robo Dave. Now, I, I bought, I've bought two things, okay? I've bought, what is, who keeps twisting my melons? I've bought, um, I've bought a robot. Just shut it, pal. Robo Dave. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently programming him. Mm-hmm. Um. I bought one. No! Uh, and I also bought um, uh, something that looks like a space rocket. It looks like a, a, a hobo hustler. What? A hobo hustler. What? You know, in the old, in the fifties, you get. You know what a hobo is? Yeah. Oh no, Wikipedia, can it quickly? Why is your microphone what? not loud? Wait a minute. Here we go. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I'm going to look to you, Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what a hobo is? Is it a homeless person? Correct. Thank you. From the fifties. Yeah. And they would hang around. What did I call it? Hobo. Hobo hustler. hustler. Hobo hustler. I made the phrase up. Mm. So it's a bin, basically. It's a yep. metal bin, but this is on legs, and you burn stuff in it. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And so I was doing that yesterday, and I took two things. First of all, main- starting a fire is hard. Maintaining a fire is hard. The initial excitement of, of being involved in fire vanishes very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. Mm. So I, I, I had a fire, and then I, had, I was trying to burn rubbish detritus from my garden. Mm. And then in the end, I thought, Do you know what? I'm just going to phone a man up, and he can come and collect it. So I've, I've given a man some. Anyway, it's not really a story. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you made me tell you that. You made you made me tell you that. Thank you. Great start to the show, guys. Okay. Then what happened? Anyway, so what happened was. One time I trusted a stranger Cause I heard his sweet song And it was gently enticing me Though there was, there was something wrong But when I turned, he was gone Blinding me, his song remains reminding me
Yes. Mama Cass. You can't, you can't go wrong with a bit of Mama Cass. I'm talking... You know we had um, her daughter on, Owen? Hmm. I'm talking to her about maybe doing a little, little Mama Cass documentary. Oh, a little, little special. Mama, little Mama Cass documentary yeah, would be nice, wouldn't like it? your docs, don't you? I do like my docs. I do like my docs. Now, Justin Dealey. Mm. Plenty for you to do. Busy day today, mate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Very busy day. Mm. We've got something very... We may not. We may. We'll see if we get time to mention this special thing we're going to be doing. But first of all, let's talk about Penn School. Uh, Penn School in Buckinghamshire would uh, have to half in size, even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers. They've been speaking out after. If I sneeze in this, I apologise. Okay. <laughs> They've been speaking out after 71 staff and support workers were made redundant by administrators yesterday. The private school for autistic and deaf children closed last month when it ran out of money. Um, lockers, as always, if you get me a list of all of the uh, trustees, please. We like to read their names out every time we do this story because they don't talk to us. And you should know um, uh, who uh, isn't talking to us. Um, Justin, why have these redundancies been made? Yeah, as you say, uh, the school went into administration in July after the money ran out. Uh, since then, parents and teachers have been fighting the closure, uh, hopefully trying to find uh, a new buyer for the school. Parents have been told to make alternative arrangements for their children in September. And now it would appear that the staff are having to do the same. 71 school staff and support workers were made redundant yesterday. The administrators say that with no more funds available, they cannot continue to pay the teacher's salary. Uh, A few members of staff are going to be kept there to maintain the site, but that's the very latest 71 school staff and support workers made redundant yesterday. Uh, what are the teachers saying? Obviously, they're not going to be very happy. No, not at all. I mean, uh, later, we are going to be hearing from head of IT, Jakob Hanif. Uh, Jakob was actually outside the school uh, on the last day of term well, talking to, to us. He, yeah. he called in, he called in, yes. Yeah, and also teaching assistant David Booth. Uh, both have told us they are now having to make other arrangements in September, with Mr Hanif saying he's already got a new job. Now, because of this, they both believe that even if a new buyer came in to save Penn School, and we're all hoping and praying that happens, yep. well, 
the school wouldn't be the same come September because obviously if you're a teacher, your job is is in limbo. Uh, it has been for for weeks. Now you've been made redundant. They've got to think about paying their own bills. So even if the school did reopen, there's a major concern now that those specialist teachers who have been there for so long and got that special connection with the pupils, well, they wouldn't be at Penn in September. Okay. Anyway. What? So what's next for the future of the school? Well, Deloitte, the administrators say they're working hard to secure the best outcome for the school. In a statement, they say they're still holding discussions with a number of interested parties to buy the school, but no firm offers as yet, even though we were told by the head there was one firm offer on the table. Uh, They're hoping that a new buyer will come forward and save the school because the pupils there and the parents desperately need this. Okay, um, Matt, I think you've got the list of all the trustees. The trustees, of course, are refusing to spoke, re- refusing to speak to us, and more importantly, to any of the parents. These are the people who continually uh, say no when they're asked for interviews or. Parents want to talk to them. Instead, they, they found the time to engage PR company. Their names are, please. Uh, Paul Ricketts, Hugh Forsyth, Carrie Allen, uh, Dara Gallic, Wendy Moore, Kerry McLeish and Timothy Layfield. Thank you very much. Those people don't feel it's um, appropriate to talk to us. Now, mm. well, on a lighter note, but I'm going to start by talking about death. Yes. Uh, the world of showbiz is significantly darker this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've lost... Not one legend. Not three legends. We've lost oh, two legends. Two, okay. We lost Scylla Black this week. Yeah. Um, we lost Minder George Cole yesterday. Yeah. And I don't want to say too much about the curse, but we have mentioned both mm. of those people very recently. Scylla Black in the last couple of weeks, George Cole, I think it was even this week we were it talking was, about yeah. Minder. People know it and they get it as well. And the thing is, I didn't know that George Cole had died until I started getting loads of tweets from people saying, oh my God, Ian, the curse has struck again. Yeah. Going, what, what, what? And then George, it popped up that George Kohler passed away. Um, and it's got me thinking, right, and this is genuine. This is, some people think this is a P-take. It's got me thinking. When was the last time someone went up to George Cole? Or, or publicly, we went to George Cole before he died. Do you know what, George? We love you. Yep. All this outpouring, front page news, all, all, all on news headlines last night. He should have got that when he was alive. Absolutely. He should have been getting that for the last 20 years of his life. George Cole, Minder, Flash Harry, yeah. Root, we love you. Yep. You're brilliant. Okay? And when you die, we're going to miss you a lot. Yes. Same with Scylla. Scylla's slightly different, but still, the outpouring of love after she died far outweighs what she had in the last, I don't know, 10 years of her yeah, life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Although there was that Scylla TV, so it's slightly different. And so it got us thinking this morning, just me and you, that we should um, celebrate... Our heritage entertainers, that's a good phrase. Yeah, I love it. Old people, before they die. <laughs> yes. And we should just put our thumbs up and say, do you know what? You're a legend, you're a player, you're a geezer, yeah. you're a bird. Yeah. Um, and when you pass away, we're going to miss you. Yes. So, I know we're tempting the curse ever so slightly. Yeah. You've come up with someone that you think we should celebrate yeah, while definitely. they're still alive. And do you know what, as well? Uh, he's been featured a lot on TV this week and radio, giving quotes about Scylla. Jerry Marsden. Now, you oh, think, yeah. he was the first man, good old Jerry, yeah. he was the first man to have three number ones in a row. Yeah. So he's an absolute legend. His music is loved by loads of people. He still goes on tour. Yeah. And he's a, he's a proper geezer. And we should be celebrating his life. Not when he dies, oh, Jerry, what a legend. No, Jerry, what a legend, today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are playing Jerry, what a legend. Today, <laughs> Matt, your favourite Jerry Marsden song? You'll Never Walk Alone. You oh, had to yes. Wikipedia that before you came on air. No, I didn't. You Googled it? No. no. You did, mate. We no. saw you do it in the no, office. We can I check your that. browsing history. I knew that. And you don't want us to check that. No. Dee Lee, take it to the streets. I want to be big jail. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Pleasure. I'll see you in a bit.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the motorway so far this morning, but on the M1 there's roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. That means there's a lane closed in both directions and 50 mile an hour speed limits, which could cause delays later on. In Carteret on the A507, that's still closed in both directions between Warren Lane at Carteret and the Walken turnoff. And in Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road, it's starting to get busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, sorry, I've got idiots talking in my ear um okay yeah no Mu- <laughs> mucus and sputum are the same thing aren't they i've never heard of the second one i've got the t- i've got the two kids arguing in my ears as you're talking kelly goes dad dad matt, <laughs> matt doesn't know if it's called mucus or sputum and then I've matt, never goes, heard of sputum. Matt, matt goes dad dad she's looking at me Oh, I know. So mucus is the one that's like in your throat. It's congested, whereas mucus is just it's what's in your nose. Stuff. You just said the same words twice. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying your breakfast of, of uh, sputum coffee. And um, <laughs> I, I, I hope I can say that. They're the same thing, I think, Sammy. Uh, where is that? Is that like a local term, sputum? No, it's like a medical term. It's like Latin really? or something. Oh, cool. Don't worry, you keep listening. You'll learn a lot listening to this show. You'll learn that you should be listening to another show primarily, but... 6.18. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France after being knocked out with anaesthetic gas. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to a potential insurance claim. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. For over six decades, comedian Ken Dodd has been touring and selling out theatres. I'm very, very blessed, actually, Mr Nick, because if the jokes aren't connecting as as much as I'd like them to, I can always uh, burst into song. Weekdays from 12. Much of that music, not least the Happy Mondays, has not only stood the test of time, it still sounds as fresh as it did then. It certainly does, yeah. 60s knockouts. Are you sure that weren't that other lot? Not us. Nick Coffer. Live at uh, Woburn Abbey for the uh, Woburn Abbey Garden Show. It's very nice to actually speak to you in your home. You are the very proud garden manager. I am indeed, yes. I'm proud of what we've achieved as a team here at Woburn. It's fantastic. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio.
just had an email from Paul Scoynes. Do you know how he signed it off? Scoindog Millionaire. I mean... (laughs) 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 We are celebrating Big Jer today. Yeah, Jerry Marsden. All these celebs that die, they the outpouring of love after they die is amazing, but it's kind of... Well, it's comforting to the families, but it's kind of meaningless to the person because they're dead. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm going to put your microphone on. I'm there we go, now, lovely. I'm going to turn it back off again. So uh, today we are celebrating Jerry Marsden. You want to phone up, you want to celebrate the magic of Jerry Marsden, you want to say it, uh, but basically give us a tribute to him. Um, say all the nice things you would say if he were dead, but we can say it and he's still alive and there's a chance he might hear it. It might make him... I'm aware as well, Kels, I'm phrasing this slightly clumsily. And this isn't, I'm not doing this with my tongue in my cheek. My tongue is in my cheek ever so slightly, if I'm honest. But this isn't, I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not making fun of Scylla and uh, Arthur Daly. And I'm not, I'm, I'm praying that the curse doesn't strike Jerry Marsden. If Jerry Marsden dies in the next two weeks, I'm, I'm, I quit. I quit. I'm going to have to never speak. I'm going to go and live on an island with some monks. Don't say monks. No. <laughs> 03459 Now... Uh, a mum from Biggleswade is calling on a housing association to provide a safe area for children to play. It comes after Jackie Green was told by Aragon that play equipment would have to be removed from outside her flat over possible insurance claims. Matt Lockwood has got more. Tell us uh, where Jackie lives. Well, she has a flat in Winston Crescent. Her five-year-old son, along with the other children, love playing on the equipment she's installed in the communal gardens. They've paid for a trampoline, a paddling pool and loads of lovely outside toys. Now, Jackie says two years... Uh, this equipment's been outside or put outside and it hasn't been a problem until now, Ian. Uh, they were told it was fine as long as they put it away at night, which they've done. So what's changed then? Well, last week, Jackie Green was contacted by a housing officer from Aragon. Now, she was told that the play equipment would have to be removed for insurance purposes. Now, she's not buying that exactly, and she believes someone complaining to the housing associations brought this about. The housing officer told Jackie that he would be hand-delivering letters to residents in the blocks last Friday. Uh, This gave them seven days' notice to remove any items on the public areas, or they would have to be removed. Um, okay, well, are there other places that her kids can go and play? Well, Jackie suffers from arthritis, which stops her from travelling far. Now, she's been advised to send the children to use a nearby playing field. Trouble is, that's full of dog poo and rubbish, so not very nice. I know, and Biggleswade Town Council have told us that they had to remove an old swing and slide close to Winston Crescent because they were concerned about its safety. It was dangerous, although they haven't determined if it'll be replaced. Uh, They did look at providing a play area nearby, but they didn't get planning permission uh, for that. However, uh, they've told us they're looking into other options depending on budget. So while all this is going on, on, Jackie and the other parents want to keep their own play area for at least the rest of the summer. Uh, so she's now started an online petition, which has attracted a lot of support, over 300 signatures. What time am I speaking to Aragon this morning? Oh, I wish we was. I really do. We, we did, did try him yesterday. So, wish we uh, were. And now, and now, and so do I. Oh, you said was? Yeah. Anyway. You, you wish we were. We wish we were. I, I wish we were. Up north we say was. Was, not was. Was. What, the dinosaur? <laughs> Shall I read you just what they said? Well, it's quite long. It's pretty much what I've already said, really. Yeah. So, you know, let's get this resolved in some way. Hopefully. Okay. Well, um, I appreciate your time. Yeah, lovely. No. You've got loads of records, haven't you? uh, Can I look through your records and maybe pick one? I'll tell you what you can. I just want to see what's in your, you know, what you brought in. Can I give you a record to keep as a gift? What? There you go. You can have that. 
you can actually have that. Is this any good? I think we're alone now, Tiffany. Oh, yeah! yeah. Working as fast as we can. Induce some sort of fit. I think we're alone now. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You now admittedly you go you got me excited. You can see Tiffany's crack there. Cracked. The record is snapped. Snapped, crackled and popped. Well, the, the, fact that your, story. the fact that your hands have touched it, you know, you are a celebrity, aren't you? So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty exciting now? to me. Would yeah. Oh, would lovely. you go now, please? Thank you very much. Would I'm you actually going, get out now, please? Please just leave. Oh, now he's in here with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's your problem. Deal with it. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number. Um, we're celebrating the uh, magic of Jerry Marsden today. Before he passes away, he's not ill. He's not poorly or anything like that. And I know someone will complain. <laughs> if you are going to complain, I suggest you use words. Uh, it's just easier to to uh, to understand. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Let's get some travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's quiet so far this morning. There's no reports of any problems on the motorways, but on the M1, there's roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, which could cause delays later on. On the A406 North Circular Road in Ealing, that's very busy now between the Hillcrest Road and Oxbridge Road at Ealing Common if you're heading into London. And in Amsham on the A404, there's roadworks going on at Wheeldon Lane, so that could cause some delays later on, but it's looking not very busy at the moment on the speed sensors. And on the train departure boards, there's no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Are you real? Sorry? Are you real? I give you. Is that what you said? Are you real? Oh, it's quite nice, isn't it? We boy slackers. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Penn School, the special school in Buckinghamshire in administration, would have to halve in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers who were among the 71 staff made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are on course to win back the Ashes. They'll start day two of the fourth test at Trent Bridge on 274 for four, with Joe Root on 124. That's a lead of 214 after Stuart Broad's eight for 15 helped dismiss Australia for just 60. The new football season kicks off tomorrow with Watford back in the Premier League and away to Everton. The Hornets have made 10 new signings. Manager Kike Flores says they can stay up. When I started in Getafe 12 years ago, it was the same. Getafe is the first time who that. Um, go, goes to play in the in the Spanish league, and we are favourite to, <laughs> to relegation again. But uh, we are working every every season with the idea to remove this idea of our mind. Milton Keynes Dons start their first season in the Championship away to Rotherham. Dons boss Carl Robinson is aware his team are facing a challenge. Ultimately, the strikers obviously they, they need fewer chances to take the opportunities to score goals and. 
there'll be less chances this year for us so we need to be more potent we can't have four to score one it's just in both boxes we need to make sure that we're defensively better and offensively that we're, we're more potent when our chances come along in League Two, Luton have made 11 new signings and start away to Accrington with striker Craig McHale-Smith, one of several players who will be making his debut for John Still's side. Piano players, piano carriers. You know, who's going to play the piano all weekend? But six people got to bring the piano on for him to play it. So, you know, I think it is a bit like that. He's, Craig's a, a terrific signing for us. But, um, you know, I mustn't and we mustn't underestimate the role of, you know, people that are, are not as obvious. Also in League Two, Teddy Sheringham takes charge of Stevenage for the first time at home to Notts County. And last season's beaten playoff finalists Wickham start the new season at home to York. In last night's Europa League matches, Southampton went through, West Ham are out. Manchester United and Celtic are in this morning's Champions League playoff draw. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. I'm sorry, sorry, Simon, I'm, I, I wasn't paying much attention there. I was thinking that. Am I right in playing the communards next? And do you know what? I'm just going to play it. Go for it. But was there um, was there a football man talking about piano playing? Pianos, yes, yes. Why would he? Why would he be doing um, that? I think the point. Well, they've signed this new striker who's going to score lots of goals. Richard Claderman, is it? Uh, not quite. No, no. Andre Previn. No. Um, <laughs> that, that, that would I'm be old tr- enough to that, get, that, get would be, that. Yeah, <laughs> would be tricky. Uh, I think the, the the point he's trying to make in yes. a sort of long long winded way um, was that if you have a great piano player somebody needs to carry the piano on, no, hang on that's so, not the point he was trying to make that's well, the point you made I don't know what that means uh, it means I think that he might have a great striker but somebody's got to pass him the ball <laughs> oh, football's full of numpties thank you Simon yeah I'm playing this I don't care I don't care yeah this is a great tune guys a great tune don't leave me this way.
Gazla. Celeste is unhappy. I thought his um, uh, his rude badinage was purely that, just bants. Does he hates me? Why have sports bulletins on your show when you continue to just ridicule them? Ah, get stuffed. Oh, tasty. Yeah. I can do it. Hang on, I can do the I can do the high bit. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. I did the beginning bit. Here we go. I've got to stand up for this. Here we go, baby. No, hang on. Do the chorus. No, baby. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I used to be able to do it when I was younger. I used to be able to uh, do uh, the comedy nights when I was younger, but I can't do it anymore. So, Kelly, you're going to start a kids club, yeah? Hmm? You're going to start a kids club, yeah? Yeah, sure. Okay. We're going to call the kids club. Kelly's Kids Club. All right, the KKK. Probably not the no, best. No, it'd be KKC. Well, no, but you spell club with a K for kids. Okay. And you can't call it KKK no, because I don't know if you're aware of that. That's already taken. Well, in many ways, it's as bad as this kids club's name. It's called ISIS now. I's got the ice because I'm ice-sinking ISIS. A kids club called Isis, like a boy named Sue. A kids mm. club called Isis has refused to change its name despite a string of complaints. Parents say it reminds them of the IS terror group that's beheaded British hostages. Yeah. Oh, Isis, what, that really reminds me of something. What is it? <laughs> oh yeah, Isis. Ofsted also urged the after school and holiday club to switch the name. But owners Lucy Hopper and Siri Roke, that's the mobile phone lady, isn't it? Where are your Both... kids, ISIS? <laughs> Both 35 ignored the please. Spell please, as in I'm, I'm pleading you to stop that. Isn't it just P-L-E-A-S-E? No. Isn't it just like please? No. Is it without the E? Yeah. It, so it's spelled plays. I mean, it's the second, <laughs> so it's the second name missing. Second E, yeah. I, it looks weird. They set up the ISIS out of school club. Rack up those phone calls, Matt. <clears throat> they set up the ISIS out of school club in Basingstoke in January 2014. A young boy who attended. Oh, oh for crying out loud! A young boy who attended called Lucy Is 
and Siri, Sis. So they came up with Isis, who's the Egyptian goddess of children. Siri said, A guy from Ofsted mentioned they had a call complaining about name. He asked if that would be something we would consider change. I said, No, I didn't feel it was necessary. The name has a great meaning for us. Isis has a lot of history that will hopefully live longer than terrorists or Thurston. Keith Lemon said that. It's not bad, is it? No, it's not bad. I can't stand him. Oh, I like him. No, I, I, like don't. Him. I don't like him. No. I didn't used to like him. I used to be really rude about him on telly, and then he came on a show I was doing um, and was 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 kind of made jokes about the fact I'd been rude about him and took it in good... And then I met him years later when I finally got the act, and I said, I'm really sorry, uh, Lee. I, I've been really rude about you on the telly, and I didn't get it, and I get it now, and I think you're a genius. He said... He Nice of him. My uncle likes him as well. That's great news. <laughs> now, the, this story continues, guys. Lucy added, We get comments on Facebook and we have to defend ourselves. And then she comes up with a brilliant argument, a brilliant mm. argument that you cannot deny. If a terrorist group called itself Luthi, would I change my name? No. <laughs> <laughs> if a terrorist group called itself Lucy, would I change my name? No. Oh. With, 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 with logic like that, you can't really go wrong, can you? She, uh, she knows her onions. I would definitely want to drop my kids off with her. The Athith. Where does that phrase come from about onions? Sorry? The phrase about onions. This isn't the Mark Forrest show. Why are you asking a question about the entomology of words? You like that, don't you? Well, the Mark Forrest show. No. Uh, onions? Yeah, I love onions. Mm. I do love a good onion, actually. Mm. Not really not really uh, much of a vibe today, guys. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, if I'm honest, I'm blaming you, Lockers. Really? I'm holding you personally responsible. Ooh, psychedelic. Faux psychedelia. Oh. Backwards drums.
Stetson. Easy. It's got benefits and it's got disbenefits. guys Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio um, you know the score you can call in about anything you fancy a whinge or whatever why, why the hell not it's Friday if you're a whisper give us a shout I'll come out and break your legs Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get out tributes into Jerry Marsden. Nothing's happened to Jerry. I just think it's time that we celebrated our heritage celebrities, kind of while they're still alive. Anyone else you think we should be celebrating while they're still here? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Incessant Tanners Hill's been closed in both directions between College Road and Church Lane because of a fire. And also on Longfield Lane, that's been closed between Rosedale Way and Flamstead End Road because of a police incident. In Ealing on the A406 North Circular Road, that's been that's looking very busy between Hillcrest Road and Uxbridge Road at Ealing Common. And looking at the motorways, there's no reports problems on the M25. But on the M1, there's roadworks going on in both directions between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, which could cause some delays because there's a lane closed in both directions. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Weather coming up in a second. Before that, though, 6.47. It's Friday the 7th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver, Jensen Button, has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with anaesthetic gas. Bit windy pops, a bit of my own guess there. I don't think it's anaesthetic, but it's certainly toxic. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Let's get the web. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, a very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today across the three counties. We'll see plenty of sunshine around. There is some high cloud that's going to gradually thin and break, I think, through the course of the morning. It will just come and go. It won't spoil the sunshine. It has been a bit of a chilly start, so I think you will need your jacket this morning, but temperatures rising probably to something like um, 23, even 24 degrees Celsius a bit later on. So all in all, pretty lovely day, and the winds are very light as well. Overnight tonight, not a lot to report. I think we'll see lots of sunshine around for your Friday evening. And then uh, clear skies, largely lows of around uh, 12 or 13 degrees Celsius again. And into tomorrow morning, yes, we'll start the day off with lots of blue skies around again. Light winds, ridge of high pressure, uh, plenty of sunshine on Saturday. It's looking really quite lovely, not just across the three counties, but across the whole of the country, in fact. Uh, things will change slightly on Sunday. Now, on Saturday, we're expecting highs of around 24, 25 degrees. Same sort of temperatures on Sunday. We might just start to see a little bit more in the way of cloud, though, particularly as we head through the afternoon the breeze could pick up as well but all in all pretty nice day still lots of sunshine and that will last on into next week so yeah some um, some lovely days of weather coming up set your outdoor plans now for the weekend that's the forecast If I listen too long, my brain turns to mush.
nothing in life that makes me happier. Well, there are three things in life that fill me with joy. A dog chewing on a bone, beautiful. A cat that's just found out its bed has been sprayed with catnip. Have you ever seen that? It's adorable. And Dealey striding out into a park, a microphone in one hand, a growler shoved in his mouth, about to be sparked up. That is contentment. Who was that, Kells? That was Helium. It's our introducing track of the week. They're from Bedford. I quite like that. Did you? I did quite like that, yeah. Good, I'm glad. Aye. Yeah. Yay. Did you have a nice birthday? I did. Last year? Ah, last year. You thought I was going to say yesterday. I must have met last year. Oh, good When you were 18. Oh, no, I've you been good? Had. you have a good birthday? Which one? Huh? Which one? Oh, which one do you think? Yesterday was good, last Five year Five years good. ago! That was excellent. <laughs> Did you have a good birthday? Matt? Yeah? Could you ask her if she had a good birthday? Kelly, my darling. Mm-hmm. Last year. Did you have a good birthday I've last always, year? I've had a good birthday every year. Every year's been a every good birthday. Been a great well, I'm going to invent the time machine yeah. and I'm going to go back to every birthday yeah. and I'm going to watch you from a distance, yeah. um, from a very young age yeah. up to your young age now, mm. via binoculars. Mm. And if I don't get arrested, yeah. but I find out you, that one of those birthdays wasn't good, I'm going to um, all been say excellent. It now. Every day of my life has been She's sweet, right. sweet, sweet. Sweet. Hit that sweet spot one more time. Mm. You should be fun- thankful that you your should be what? <laughs> 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 I, you, uh, you're right. I should be thankful that you um, you didn't just swear on it. Justin Dealey. Hey, boss, if that happens, I know I can get a DeLorean. And also, <laughs> in my car right now, Huey Lewis and the news, the oh, greatest hits. Man. Have you ever interviewed Huey Lewis? Yeah, legend. The nicest man in the world, isn't he? Oh, just oh, absolute hero. You I think like, about his music. I, I kind of, I, I, I quite like Huey Lewis. I'm not a, ma- I wasn't a massive Huey Lewis fan, but after meeting the gentleman and spending mm. 25 minutes in his wonderful company, yep. oh, I, 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 we should all just send him a dollar. Yeah, the man has got class. My um, uh, my friend came along. This is when I was at Absolute, and we were interviewing Huey Lewis, and it, it, it was really nice chat. We had a really nice chat, and we talked about everything when the new album it had out and stuff. That was actually quite good. And my friend came along because his um, um, wife's brother, I think it was, was getting married, and their first dance was going to be Huey Lewis. Oh. And um, the, and, and he said, look, do you reckon Huey Lewis might record a little little dedication? I said, well, come along. Let's see how it is. Because you can never tell what these celebs are going to be like. Some can yeah, be absolutely. complete and utter. And it was going so well. At the end, I said, look, Huey, this is my friend Simon. His, 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 his wife's brother's going to um, get married. They're having you as their first dance. Would you mind um, just recording um, a, 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 a little thing? No, no, would you mind signing a card for them? That was it. Would you mind signing a card? He said, it'd be my pleasure. So he wrote a card saying uh, to such and such and such and such, um, I hope you have a great wedding. Love, Huey Lewis. And then he said, hey, while I'm here, while I'm here, do you want me to record something? And we went, yeah, that would be awesome. And he recorded and let us film it, him going, hey, guys, this is Huey Lewis oh. from Huey Lewis and the News. I hear you've got a great taste in music. Well, uh, I, I, I can't remember what the song was. I'm guessing it was A Power of Love. And he said, yeah. uh, I, I hope you have a great wedding. I hope you have a great life together. Here's your first dance. It's me oh, and The Power of Love. Amazing. And, they amazing. Did, and so my friend then gave uh, his, 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 this couple the card uh, uh, on the day of the wedding. Uh, they gave this card before the wedding. And they went, oh, wow, you got Huey Lewis' card. And he never mentioned the the 
um, the introduction that he'd filmed until before the dance went out and then he played it. What a great oh, treat. Brilliant story. Love stories like that. Love Story is a great movie. Love Stories. <laughs> I do. Love Huey Lewis and the news. Don't always love the news. Not when it's... It can be so sad as it has been recently with yeah. the deaths of some great legends. Silla Black, do you like the way I did that? Great link. Listening to Wally Webb. Can't. He's off on holiday again. I want his agent. <laughs> How does he get so much time off that guy? I have no idea. He must be uh, <laughs> favours somewhere up Still, the chain. Favours up the chain. So we get to listen to um, that girl playing some excellent music. So that's great. <laughs> anyway, so um, we, we thought it would be nice. We came up with this idea that we should be celebrating legends while they're still with us, let them know yeah. just how loved they are. The phones have gone mental on this, but I'm sorry, callers. You're just going to have to. You're just going to have to. You're just going to have to wait, Colin. Am I? Oh, all right. Yeah, because um, Justin, you've taken this to the streets. I have uh, a full package coming up later on Beautiful. in the last hour of the programme about this. But yes, we should be celebrating people while they are still here. Jerry Marsden is the man we are going to focus on today. I've got some uh, initial feedback in the first hour. How are people feeling about this? And, uh, you know, their words on Jerry as well. Here's what's happened. Good morning, madam. You're busy at work. But, uh, a quick question for you. Um, how would you describe Jerry Marsden? Absolute player. Appreciate your time. Jerry Marsden, madam, I mean, what an absolute legend that man is. His music, just fantastic. Agreed? I suppose so. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for your time. So, are you, are you with us on this campaign that we should be celebrating Jerry and now we should be celebrating him every single day? Not when he dies, we should be doing it right now. There's no reason why you shouldn't celebrate stars that are still alive. Yeah. It doesn't happen though, does it? No. No, unfortunately, we don't realise people's value until they're gone. So, Jerry Marsden, in one word. Legend. John, you're from America. Uh, Jerry, we're celebrating his, his work, his, his life, which is still ongoing, of course. We're celebrating while he's alive. I mean, the man, when you think about what he's achieved, what an absolute legend. You can put him in that same category, yeah. So you think what we're doing today is the right thing to yeah. be doing? Oh, yeah. It's the right thing for all the 60s groups and stuff like that. Yes, I do agree with that. Right, sir. That's a great U.S. perspective. Thank it you, sir. It really is. What an amazing American yeah. voice he had. Brilliant. And, and I have to say, the people, they are fully behind this campaign. We should be doing this today. Let's celebrate legends when they are still alive. OK, 03459 555. We'll take your, um, your uh, acknowledgements for Jerry. Anybody else you think we should be celebrating over the coming weeks? Colin. You've probably not Good got much, morning, long, much longer left, have you? Hey, what? How, how are you doing this morning? You're right. Uh, yeah, I'm just. Um, yeah, bit bit late for the bit to, late for um, the bit late for the travel. Tweet. Yeah, no, it's a it's a bit late for the travel, mate. So I've got um, to go. Uh, can, can I talk what? to you? After, can I can I talk? To, shouldn't you be busy today? Don't you know what today is? Fossil Friday. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Hashtag Fossil Friday. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's starting to build up anti-clockwise now from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4. In Chesson on Turners Hill, that's been closed between College Road and Church Lane because of a building fire. And also on Longfield Lane in Chesson, that's also closed between Rosedale Way and the Flamstead End Road because of a police incident. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, it's starting to look very busy from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very, very much. I've got to say, the Atmos in the studio has just gone up by ten notches. Simon Oxley, I don't know what you're wearing, but you smell absolutely divine this morning. Keep it going. Local and-
and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, staff say Penn School will never be the same again. Formula One star gassed during burglary. An injured Watford fan ready for Premier League opener. BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School, the special school in Buckinghamshire in administration, would have to halve in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers who were among the 71 staff made redundant yesterday. They say students would have found new schools and staff new jobs even if the school was to reopen. More from Sarah Jenkins. Head of IT at Penn School, Jakob Hani, fears that even if a buyer was found for the school, it could not return to what it was. Mr Hanouf was made redundant, but has found himself another job, and so would be unable to return even if the school was to reopen. The administrators say they're still holding discussions with a number of interested parties to buy the school, but there are no firm offers as yet. The Formula One driver Jensen Button and his wife have been the victims of a burglary while on holiday in France. Criminals are believed to have pumped anaesthetic gas through air conditioning vents as the couple slept at a villa in Saint-Tropez, knocking them out. An estimated £300,000 worth of items was stolen, including an engagement ring. A veteran politician who's accused of sexually abusing children in the 1960s, 70s and 80s is due to appear before magistrates in London today. Prosecutor had decided Lord Janna, who was a Labour MP for almost 30 years, was too ill with dementia to stand trial. That decision was overruled. Lord Janna and his family deny any wrongdoing. A group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it. Aragon Housing Association say it's after advice from insurers over potential claims for injuries on the trampoline and toys. Rachel Locke is one of the mums involved. That'll be it. We won't have anything for our children to play with outside. Building the culture of Playstations and Xboxes and these are why these children are gaining weight. This is why the obesity crisis, they say. Part of getting our children active is giving them options that are fun to exercise so you can't just sit them out there and go oh run you know you have to put toys and things to encourage that that activity and that's the only way we're going to get it is if there's a park here and there isn't Watford fan Nick Cruis has spoken of his excitement at attending tomorrow's Premier League opener at Everton just five months after being left in a coma the father of two from Hemel Hempstead was attacked after Watford's game at Wolves in March as soon as the fixtures come out I was down here waiting coming at one minute past nine and uh I was phoning up mates at two minutes past nine to see if they wanted to go, so, yeah. With it being the first away game after what happened, is there any nerves at all? No, not really. I don't remember what happened the last time, so it's not, it's not, really, it's not really bothering me, to be honest with you. In sport, England's cricketers are on course to win back the Ashes. They'll start day two of the fourth test at Trent Bridge on 274 for four. That's a lead of 214 after Australia were all out for just 60. The weather, dry and sunny, a maximum temperature 23 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. A biddly biddly bong. Thank you, Simon. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, um, well, I'm kind of in holiday mode again. I know. I know. Three weeks off in the space of, what, six weeks? It's, it's, it's hardly Wally Webb standard, though. That guy's never in. Anyway, busy show this morning. We're celebrating Jerry Marsden because he's alive. And it's just dawned on me this week uh, that we don't really... Um, heritage artists 
we don't really celebrate them until they're dead. You know, George Cole over the front page of the papers today. Um, Cilla Black front pages the other day. Um, well, hang on a minute. Why don't we celebrate these people where they're, when they're alive so they know how much we love them? So this morning, Jerry Marsden, he's fine, he's well, nothing's happened. Just Delia and I put our heads together and we thought, hang on a minute, that guy's a geezer, he's a player. Geezer. And? Player. Yes. Put, put them together, what have you got? Player. There we go. So let's celebrate him today. Also, anybody else you think we should be celebrating while they're still alive? 03 459 455 555 is the telephone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Colin, are you still there? I am, yes. Oh, flipping heck, mate. I've just just been... Reading. What? Don't don't cry, mate. Don't cry. What, what? happened? No, I'm I'm laughing. Hey. Oh, thank God for that. It's so hard to tell these days, and what? it can get you into so much trouble. What Kelly tweeted about her birthday card from her mum? Oh yeah, yeah. It was quite unusual, wasn't it? <laughs> Have you met her mum? Have I met her mum? Met. No. Oh. Friday. All right, stop trying to sneak that one in. Is, is, yeah, is there a, a point to this call? No, I just oh. thought you were struggling for a, content because a, a little bit, yeah. Played the... um, uh, so many tracks. Yeah. Um, you've not mentioned the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, oh. and I thought I'd ring up and um. Have a chat. Right, I'll tell you what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Because you know Kath's away. Yeah. Kath's away. The mice are going to be running all over the shop. Kath's the producer of the show. She's away. This week, I've had Matt Lockwood and Kelly Betts kind of running the, running the show, OK? And I'll be honest, they're, they're great. But, you know, I need someone with experience and authority to produce the show. Colin. You're not suggesting me, are you? Mate, I'm suggesting you. Would you do me the honour, and I'm down on one knee now, would you do me the honour, sir, of producing the last show before I have two weeks off? Um, no. Oh, for... Why not? <laughs> you <laughs> That was close. That was close. Why? I'm, I'm angry and hurt and upset. Why, why not? <laughs> Uh, and Isis, of course, is the name of a rowing boat. Right. Are you going to produce this show or not? I don't think I can from here. Well, how, well come in. Uh, no, I haven't got time. All right, well, then do it on the phone. No, 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 no. There's a problem with old people these days. They haven't got um, the, the willingness to work. Colin, that's a real shame. 03459. Four double five five double five is the telephone number. Chance of a lifetime. The chance of a lifetime. Uh, now, Penn School um, keeps popping up, and we'll keep talking about this story. We won't let this one go. Um, Penn School wouldn't be able to function on the same scale, even if a new buyer is found. Uh, that's according to teachers from the specialist school in Buckinghamshire, who were among the 71 school staff and support workers made redundant yesterday. Well, one member of staff who lost his job is David Booth, who is a teaching assistant, uh, and he joins me now. Morning, David. Good morning, Jim. Uh, how long had you worked at PEM for? Four years. 
And, and what, what, I always get confused. What, what exactly is a teaching system? What would, you, what would your day involve? Well, we help the teachers with the, um, the most difficult pupils. We, um, we support them. We uh, do one-to-one work with each individual uh, young people. Um, I myself looked after a young man who has Duchamp's muscular dystrophy and cannot move at all on here with his wheelchair. So basically we supported the teachers in the day-to-day running of the school. Must have been very satisfying. Extremely, yes. Because we've heard some great stories from um, the parents, primarily mums, a couple of dads actually, um, about... You know, seeing their kids kind of struggle in mainstream schools and they go to Penn and the transformation is, is incredible. Yes, it, it is a very, 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 very special place. Um, when did you find out that you were probably going to lose your job? Well, the, the, to, to be honest with you, anybody with any sense knew that there was not... It, something was not right. Um, we had a meeting in early June with the trustees... Um, who said that they'd forecast the figures for the coming September and we were only going to have 50 pupils. Well, obviously, you cannot run with the amount of staff if you only have 50 pupils. Um, We asked why this situation was occurring, why we couldn't get more pupils. We were told it's because Buckinghamshire County Council refused to send pupils to us because we were in need of improvement uh, with our Ofsted report. Um, we were told that some teachers and some teaching staff would have to go. But at that stage, we were given firm, very, very firm assurances by the trustees that we would all have jobs until at least September the 8th. And then, after September the 8th, they gave us a list of of how many staff would have to go from each different department. Um, And and that was fine. We're all sensible people. We could see that that was needed to be done, yeah. and we agreed with that. We said, OK, that's fine, because we'd keep Penn School open. And we were assured our wages would be there to be paid. Um, our deputy head actually asked the trustee directly, is there enough funds to pay us during the holidays? We were categorically assured that there was. Um, two weeks later, you, you, some young men appeared in suits and white shirts, and... Um, promptly called a meeting uh, in, the, in, the, in the hall on the 15th of July, um, oh, sorry, the 7th of July, yeah. and informed us that due to financial losses, the school was, was to close and we were all to lose our jobs. That was as much um, on the 23rd of July. We were given no notice just that two-week period. I mean, finding out that you, you that some of you are going to lose your jobs in September is bad enough, but that gives you a few months to kind of look around exactly, and, yes. and, and prepare yourselves for exactly. it. Then to, to, to get that... It's interesting they, they because, you know, having spoken to Steve Baker, the MP for High Wycombe, he yes. claims he was told on June the 5th by the he headmistress knew, the sorry, school the was closing. Yeah, the trustees knew, the headmistress knew, and uh, Steve Baker knew. Uh, he was. They were all told to, and kept secrecy. Um, why we don't know because it's just I mean for myself personally I'm 63 um, and, it, and it's not it's not that, that the hardship that it is for some of the teachers there that have got young families um, and at that time of the year in two weeks time after that with their announcement in two weeks later those people are unemployable yeah. until September they cannot get a job and that, you're no, right, that's it, because all the... Hey, hey, guys, all the schools are shut you can't yeah. go around knocking on doors saying you've got any jobs going no, there's nothing for them there until September. Um, as, uh, look, luckily, some of the couple of the guys happened to get in in that last two weeks and managed to get a, a place. 
because Penn School staff are so highly valued in the area, a lot of schools, as soon as they knew we were being closed, were on the phone to the school asking for the teachers to come in have interviews there, um, which was great for the teachers. But what it now means is that if somebody does buy Penn School, mm. then that expertise... Because Penn School isn't bricks. Penn School isn't bricks and mortar. Penn School is the people that work there that makes it special. And those people are not going to be there. They're going to be scattered to the four winds. And the expertise that was drawn together over many years is going to be lost. It's as simple as that, really. Um, it does sound like a very special place. It's the, the, very, very, very special. There is, there is still talk of a buyer coming in. Yes, there is. Have you um, heard any more about that? Yes, well, I went to a meeting on Monday evening with the Parents Association. There are, are doing an absolutely outstanding job of, of, of trying to keep their school open because they want to save their children. Mm. They want to, their, their children's lives, for them, are much improved by them coming to Penn. So they've, they've formed this committee, and there's about 30 of them, 35 of them, who are desperately battling to keep the school open. And they've had a meeting with a local businessman who has come up with a financial package. And for Deloitte to say that there's no offer on the table is a lie, an out-and-out utter lie. These people have had an offer put on the table. It's been accepted financially. The young man, the man has been given till today to put a package, a management package together, of which they are all working extremely hard to do, and to keep the school open on a reduced amount of children. So that I, I just, I, I honestly and truthfully, I'm finding it really difficult. Well. To David, that Deloitte just, has our best interests at heart. Well, David, just it, 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 in fairness to Deloitte, they have told us in the past that there is an offer uh, on, on the table. And I suppose the thing about Deloitte, I mean, Deloitte's have spoken to us, and they, they, every time I've sent an email, I've got a reply back pretty sharpish. You're very lucky. We, uh, we, we, yeah. we, I've rung them five times and had no reply. Um, what, what do you think about the trustees? Oh, do I have to go down that line? Yeah, I'm really, um, sorry. I'll get I'm myself, really sorry. Get myself in trouble. No, don't I, swear. I think, I think to be fair. They are, they are volunteer people who have found themselves out of their depth in the modern financial world. They just haven't been able to cope with it all. And, and where, they've, where they've let us down, and themselves down in, to a great extent, is that they've adopted a, an ostrich attitude of sticking their head in the sand and it'll all go away until it's, until it's fell on, on them at the end. That they, they, have, they have treated us really, really badly, the staff, and the, and the pupils for that matter, they haven't thought, thought, thought about us and what's going to happen and the consequences of their actions. They have left it and left it and left it and left it until it's put us in a position where quite a lot of us won't have jobs in September. We'll, we, might get, we will get jobs in November. I personally will get a job in September. I'm pretty certain of that. But the, um, the majority of the staff will take jobs that they don't want or don't want to do. And this is all down to the trustees of the school. It's their responsibility at the end of the day to ensure that the school is run on a, on a f sound financial basis. They haven't done so. David, and so, and, but, but, but you see, it's, it's, it's very annoying when they're not accountable. Yeah. This is, this is the problem. David, I've, and I've got to move on. I, I wish you the very best of luck in finding a job. And, you know, if more schools should have people like you who obviously care so much about... Uh, your job and the, the the pupils in them that would be great. Uh, my beef with the trustees is they won't speak to us, they won't speak to you, they won't speak to the parents. Those trustees who won't speak to anybody are uh, Paul Ricketts, Hugh Forsyth, Carrie Allen, Dara Gallick, Wendy Moyer, 
Kerry Lee McLeish and Timothy Layfield. They, uh, uh, if any of them want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Uh, and, and thanks to David as well for coming on. 03459 455 555, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trout. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Chesson, Longfield Lane is still closed between Rosedale Way and Flamstead End Road because of a police incident. In Redbridge on the North Circular Road, it's looking busy now from the M11 at South Woodford towards the A12 at the Redbridge roundabout. And in Watford on Exchange Road, it's very busy at Beach and Grove. On the motorways, there's no delays showing up at the moment. On the M25, it's all moving well. And on the M1, there are no delays through the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittig and 11 for Dunstable. And on the train departure boards, there are no delays. But if you're using the London Overground today, there are minor delays between Chesson and Liverpool Street because of a faulty train earlier. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Uh, 7.17, it is Friday the 7th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid uh, for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Every weekday morning. They're not getting shown what being British is. The intention was to try and make the world a safer place. No, no it wasn't. It was to do with oil. Don't be naive, Jonathan, please. The JVS Show. I'm not comfortable with it. And if they feel they're being pillaried, well, they're putting themselves as the odd person. It's such a violation of a child's sense of safety in the world. And I hate to use that old cliche, Jane, but it hasn't done us any harm, has it? The JVS Show. No, I haven't made my point. I'll tell you when I've made my point. Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 555. Let's, um, 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 let's, um, go straight to the Texas. Kelly. Let's pause before going immediately to the Texas with Kelly. What we're going to do is we're just going to take a breather. We're going to take things nice and easy. Mm-hmm. And then at a leisurely pace, we're slowly going to stride over to the area of garden where the Texas are kept. And the... I don't hate you, Ian. I don't hate you, Kelly. Sir Les on the okay. text. I've done a little garden. Oh, well, make sure you tidy it up. Dear Ian, Hello. I fully agree with you about Jerry Marsden and celebrating his life while he's still around, okay. but hopefully he still has quite a few years to go. It's quite a boring text, this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall I carry on? Nope, 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 you shan't. It's decided. <laughs> you shan't. You shan't. I got an email. Listen to this. Here we go. Look, girls. Uh, Ian's emailed in. Ian, I'm currently listening to BBC... Oh, well, I shouldn't say because it's unfair. Leicester. Where they are talking about a new cafe in Leicester... <laughs> where they let cats roam free. Three counties listeners don't know what they're missing. Now, I think a lot of BBC local radio breakfast shows are rubbish. This is the best one by a mile. Uh, but actually, these cat cafes are, these cat cafes are awesome. Have you seen the cat cafes? But what you buy food there? Yes, mate. And then you stroke cat. Mm. Oh, are they like, are they like on the worktops? And just, you know, looking at you, just hanging around, about to pounce on you. You're thinking of migrants. <laughs> I'd go if a cat came out in an apron, standing yeah. on its back legs, yeah. holding a little 
plate with sandwiches. In Japan, we went to there was a cafe in, in um, Osaka. Mm. No, it wasn't. It was Kyoto. I don't sure. remember. It was in Kyoto. And there are cats there. And we go there and we go and have a nice um, glass of uh, hot milk and I really stroke like a cat. I to stroke someone else's cat. I don't like stroking someone else's dog. When Jonathan brought his dog in, oh, it was disgusting. No. Oh, it was disgusting. Poppy's lovely. No. Oh, so you stroke someone else's dog but not someone else's cat. Yeah. That's just weird because cats are far more hygienic. Cats can clean their own anus with their tongue. Yeah. And exactly. then they lick you. Exactly. Mm. They're wiping it off. But cats vibrate. <laughs> cats vibrate. You can't trust a cat. What, any animal that vibrates, in my opinion. Name another animal that vibrates. Exactly. I don't know. Well, stick insects. Mm. When, when uh, they see big man or tiny woman coming, they just like wobble, pretending <laughs> they're a leaf. I love that. Yeah. Um, and he plays um, a loud, bassy tune to your stick insects. Oh, is it like um, uh, Billy Bass the fish? Sure. Don't worry. Yeah, they love it. It is a funny. It's a funny thing. It looks it like a fish mounted on a thing, and then you walk past it and go, "Don't worry, be, be happy. happy. I don't worry, be." And then he whistles. It's brilliant. It's flipping hilarious. Mm. Um, okay, you can also get owl. Are you sure this is the best breakfast show? <laughs> <laughs> you see, we've entered. Um, I'm not saying what station, but they're based in Leicester. We've entered their world. Uh, you can also get owl cafes. Where they, <laughs> this is true. They're going to open one in Birmingham. <laughs> Why did you have to mention Birmingham? I used to work there. Uh, they're going to have times. N- not always. Mm. They're um, uh, they're, they're going to have an owl cafe with who was that? Sorry, that was me. They're going to have an owl cafe with mm. owls in. Would you mm. rather have an owl no. or a cat? An Go- owl or a cat? Um. What would you rather have, Matt? Owl or cat? Owl. Or cat. Owl. Or cat. Owl. He's not going to answer the question, is he? Or cat. We'll continue this discussion after half past seven when, when uh, I've got nothing else to say. A mum from Biggleswade is calling on a housing association to provide a safe area for children to play. Parents all chipped in using their own money to provide toys, a new trampoline and a paddling pool after their nearby playground was taken down for being too dangerous. Well, Jackie Green has now started a petition after the Housing Association, Aragon, said their equipment had to be removed from outside her flat. Uh, she joins me now. Morning, Jackie. Oh, no, I know. Hello, Jackie. So why are they saying you've got to get rid of all this stuff? For insurance purposes. What does that mean? I have no idea. I mean, um, myself and Rachel, we go round, we pick up all the rubbish, and I'm sure if Aragon maintained the area where we've got all of the toys, they'd be shocked at some of the items that they find. I mean, we've got glass, there's um, shredded cans. I found an old razor once. An old laser? Razor. Oh, I thought you said a laser. I thought, well, that's not that dangerous. <laughs> no, that'd be quite cool. <laughs> it would be quite cool, wouldn't it? Well, um, they... they um, OK, and so what What toys, what equipment have you got out there? And well, describe the scene to me. Um, there's trampoline, which is 14 foot. Um, my son's dad bought it to go out there perfectly. Um, there's a little shed playhouse, which is stashed full of bikes and balls and, you know, random things. There's a little swing set, um, a seesaw, two slides, a couple of little mini ride on fire engines and And a water table. This is, and this is all because they closed the playground nearby? Um... We've been collecting these items for a couple of years because yeah. as our sons have grown, we've sort of like accumulated more. Yeah. 
Um, it was only recently that the, lo- oh, the okay. closest park was taken away. And how many kids would you say use all these toys? Um, regularly, anywhere between two and ten, sometimes fifteen. I bet it's I bet it's hectic and noisy and um, a pain, but wonderful at the same time when you've got yeah, ten, fifteen awesome. kids running around. Um, I got t- I got two boys who are away at the moment, five and three, and I miss them terribly. And I'm getting sent lots of videos of them being boys and they're playing, and you know, and that's what we, I thought that's we were supposed to be encouraging kids to get off their backsides and go outside and do something. Yeah, I mean, the housing office uh, randomly pulled up yesterday. He came out with some woman that I'd never met, never seen before, and he looked. He turned, looked at her, and said, "Isn't it great seeing kids happy?" And I said, "Well, they might not be for long." And he was just like, well, can you imagine if everyone here exercised their right and brought something out onto the grass? I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he said, not from the landlord's point of view. Right. Have any of your neighbours complained? Um, there's only one couple that we know about. Right. That complained to us. We don't know if they actually follow through with their complaints. And what was, what was their complaint? We don't like this, 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 in inverted commas, junk outside our house. They don't like seeing it outside their window. It's what they're usually saying to us. I could kind of understand that, in all fairness, Jackie. If you've got, you know, you you don't necessarily... If you've not got kids, you don't necessarily like kids. You don't necessarily want to see kids bouncing around on a trampoline. I can kind of understand their point. But they have grown-up kids who have kids of their own. So they've got grandkids. Yeah. And their kids, in actual fact, their kids used to play out here... Oh. When they were younger. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've started a petition. How's that going? Um, good. Uh, the online one's got, uh, at last count, it was 292 signatures, so we're creeping up for 300. Okay. Okay. Um, we've been around the estate as much as we can, and we've got around 100 petition uh, signatures on the paper petition as well. What I don't get, right, <clears throat> excuse me, what I don't get, I can kind of understand the neighbours that, 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 you know, if you don't want to see that outside, then I can, I can actually see their point of view. But if there's nowhere else for the kids to go and play, if we're encouraging kids to go outside so that they don't get fat, if we're, we're all moaning the fact that we haven't got any sense of community and kids don't play outside anymore, then surely there has to be a compromise that the Housing Association can come up with to make this work because this this sounds like a brilliant bit of community spirit yeah it is absolutely amazing around here apart from the one couple um everyone that i've spoken to loves seeing the kids out there and enjoying themselves and hearing them enjoying themselves because when it's rainy and horrible it's But when the kids are all out there and they're all having fun, it's amazing. It's an amazing atmosphere. Um, Last weekend, we sort of like we got everything out and said, you know, everyone's welcome to come and play. Not many did because the weather was a bit rubbish. Yeah. But it was so good seeing like new faces that we've seen walking past and actually came and introduced each other. Sort of thing. That doesn't happen anymore. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a statement from Jill Higginson, who's head of housing management at Aragon. It's a bit boring, but I'll read it. Aragon Housing Association has taken the decision that large play equipment, such as trampolines or paddling pools, currently being used in the gardens of Winston Crescent and any other communal gardens will need to be removed. This is on account of advice from our insurers due to the potential for claims in the event of injury. 
there is no issue with smaller toys that can be taken inside when the kids have finished playing with them. What do you say to that? Um, well, if you went to a park, just any random park, you're going for a day out and your kid falls off the swing, you're not instantly going to go, right, I'm going to go and make an insurance claim because my kid's fallen off the swing. It's just something that happens. Kids are kids. They have accidents. They fall over. Any child here that has had an accident fallen off, I think one of them fell off the slide once. That was it. We didn't go, oh, do you know what? We better go and give Aragon a quick ring just to get our insurance claim in. <laughs> um, what are you going to do, Jackie? Kids. We can't. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to keep fighting because yeah. it's the middle of the summer holidays. The kids want to play outside. I don't want to take all of their toys away. But Aragon need to give us some kind of play park, somewhere local where all of the kids can go. And well, it's safe in their terms. All of these small little things like parks and things like that that people think aren't important and it's always oh, a waste. And we, we've got to cut costs and we've got to save money. Actually, they're massively important. But, you know, A, it's exercise, B, it's, it's community. Um, Jackie, I wish you the very best of luck. Will you keep in touch? Brilliant. Yes, I will. Thank nice you one. Thank you very much for coming on. There we go. 03459 455 555. I, I can see the um, I, I can see the neighbours, the, 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 the one family that's not happy with it being outside. I can kind of understand that. Um, what do you think? Uh, give us your thoughts on that, please. BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busier on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4 is where it's looking quite slow. Also on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout it's looking quite busy. And in Watford on Exchange Road there are queues around Beach and Grove. On the Speed sensors having a look at Harpenden and the High Street looking quite slow in both directions. And on the trains, there's no reports of any problems on the train departure boards, but if you're using the London Underground, the Jubilee Line and Bakerloo Line aren't stopping at Baker Street because of a power cut. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Penn School would have to halve in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are on course to win back the Ashes. They'll start day two of the fourth test at Trent Bridge on 274 for four, with Joe Root on 124. That's a lead of 214 after Stuart Broad's eight for 15 helped dismiss Australia for just 60. The new football season kicks off tomorrow with Watford back in the Premier League and away to Everton. The Hornets have made 10 new signings. Manager Kike Flores says they can stay up. When I started in Getafe 12 years ago, it was the same. Getafe is the first time who, that um, go, goes to play in the, in the Spanish league. And we are favourite to, <laughs> to relegation again, but uh, we are working every, every season with the idea to remove this idea of our mind. Milton Keynes Dons start their first season in the Championship away to Rotherham. Dons boss Carl Robinson is aware his team are facing a challenge. Ultimately, the strikers obviously they need fewer chances to take the opportunities to score goals, and there'll be less chances this year for us. So we need to be more potent. We can't have four to score one. 
it's just in both boxes we need to make sure that we're defensively better and offensively that we're, we're more potent when our chances come along. In League Two, Luton have made 11 new signings and start away to Accrington. John Still will start with Elliot Justum in goal, with Mark Tyler not quite ready after injury last season. I don't think Mark's had enough training or, or quite enough games. I think he's probably just behind. It's not a difficult decision to, to make it in, in view of that. Mark's very experienced. He could play, there's no doubt about it. But I think it would be very unfair on him. He perhaps hasn't done enough work. So, you know, in the next sort of week or two, it will be something that we'll all have to start thinking about, I'm sure. Also in League Two, Teddy Sheringham takes charge of Stevenage for the first time at home to Notts County. And last season's beaten playoff finalists, Wickham, start the new season at home to York. And in last night's Europa League matches, Southampton went through, but West Ham are out. Manchester United and Celtic are in this morning's Champions League playoff draw. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Just keep moving on There's a world That's waiting to unfold A brand new tale No one has ever told We've journeyed far But you know it won't be long We're almost there We've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow, I'll just keep touching my bum. Why the hell not? It really is a neglected part of the body, isn't it? And speaking of neglected parts of the body, we're talking about people uh, that we should be celebrating before they uh, they die. Do you like that? Yeah. I'm really work now. I've got the boot from the other place. I'm really trying to uh, thinking. Well, okay. Well, how can I improve the act? And loads of people do clever links. They go from one thing to the other. Seamlessly. I mean, you don't do it in a conversation. That would be weird. But the radio isn't a conversation. It's just a man talking. So um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to really just work on um, improving the way that I go from one subject to another. So you're now going from bums to... Um, I can't remember. Speaking of not being able to remember, we were talking about animals that vibrate. Got some great... <laughs> 
sense. Does does make sense? Got some great suggestions. Um, 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 oh, where have they gone? Um, oh, here we go. Cats, fish, and rabbits. Mm. Oh, no, cats and fish. That was a joke the last time. <laughs> Someone put a joke in. Good joke. No, not a good joke. A sackable joke. Um, it's only Lockwood. <laughs> Steve's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. Morning, Steve. What you got for us, boss? Uh, I am half glad that you play in the Little Sobo again. I used to love that when I was little because you had Bandit, hadn't you? Uh, I, I did have Bandit, um, Smokey and the Bandit, and then I, I kind of brought it back, but um, uh, it, I, 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 to be honest, I used it because I needed to go for a wee. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's, I remember it from my childhood, and it's a great track. Um, a great I just wanted to say as well, rabbits do vibrate, but it's normally just before they're about to die. Oh, they, no, you're right, they do. I've seen a rabbit die. I've seen a, well, I've not yeah. seen it die. No, I did see it die. Um, I, I, I shot a man in Tulsa just to watch him die. Uh, they do, they do, they vibrate just as they're about to um, expire. I wonder what that's all about. I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, the, the reason I rang up here... The real was, reason. That was, yeah, a, that was an was, amused bush you gave us then. That's it, that's it. Yeah. I was listening to the call that you had from the um, poor chap that's lost his job over at Penn School, yeah. the, uh, sort of the teaching assistant. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I've been following the story since it's been on, on your show. Yeah. Um, since the first call, you had that emotional call from the lady that was pleading for help yeah. to keep the stall open. And it's, uh, it's obviously, it's a very, very touching story, really. But it might have been that I've actually missed the question that um, I'm going to ask. It's, okay. Again, everybody that's been talking about it says, obviously, how great the school is and how wonderful it's been and, and how the kids really get on well there. Yeah. So w why did the council put it into special measures? It, because it had a really bad Ofsted report. Um, we, oh, they're just so frustrating, though, aren't they? Because surely any school is not just about the, the grades or, or thing. You know, these kids are being made ready socially to, to go out into the and outside world as well. And that's exactly the point. It had a bad offset report. It may have had a couple of bad offset reports. It was on the upswing. It was getting better. But it was being judged as though it were, and I'm going to use this word, even though it's clunky, a normal school. The kids weren't reaching the academic levels that um, uh, kids were doing in mainstream schools. Well, the reason is because a lot of those kids are learning how to b sit in the same room with other people, how to wipe their backsides, how to um, ask for, uh, you know, if they can go to the toilet, how to play. You know, it, it, it goes... Uh, th th while they were learning academically, you're right, it goes to a much more basic level with these these young people. Well, you know, it's just... Well, they're the sort of muppets that should be losing their jobs and then this school should be stayed open. And now that everybody realises, you know what it's doing, can't can't something be done with the council there where they can say, well, look, actually, yeah, we realise the error we've made, we can send you all the pupils uh, you want. It's, it's because it's, it, it, uh, it's so complicated, it's because it's a charity, so it's not, it's not technically anything to do with the state, so the government, I mean, they probably could step in. Steve Baker, MP for High Wycombe, didn't feel it appropriate to tell the parents um, that he knew yeah, it was no, going to close a month before that. they did. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a mess. Boring. It's just a mess, and the fact that the trustees won't come and talk about it makes them sound cold. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm sure, almost definite they've not done anything dodgy or illegal, but they, they're just cold, you know. And um, well, you've heard, well, you've I, heard I them. To the show. I listen to the show for years. I don't get to listen to it all because I have to go to a little thing called work. Unfortunately, oh, mate, but, what's that all know. about? But you know, this story's, this story's like um, you know made me want to ring up and, and air my view about it, and I so I can't believe why. 
Other no. people just don't think that they should be able to come on the air and just at least explain the situation so I'm, that people can understand what's going on. I'm away for the next two weeks, but I think Justin's sitting in. So Justin's going to we'll keep you up to date with anything that goes on. I, I think, I think you know, the, 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 in my own personal opinion, I don't think the school's going to come back. And um, it's kind of heartbreaking because there's not enough places like that. I'm so blessed, right, that at the moment I've got two healthy um, and uh, 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 two healthy and well boys, okay, who one of them had something wrong with him. That's hopefully sorted now. Um, that that will be able to go about their their life and integrate and go to mainstream schools and all of that stuff, you know. Uh, and I, I just feel so sorry for these parents who've got to work just that little bit harder to get their kids what all kids should get, which is a decent education, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, listen, it's good to talk to you. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much indeed. Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to... Oh, have you seen the opening titles to um, The Fall Guy? Do you remember The Fall I admit, Guy? I heard you talking about that score from time to time. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Do you remember the opening? Do you remember, do you remember this? There we go. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been... Do you remember this show? No. Go on, go on YouTube. Type in the um, the full guy opening titles because blooming heck, it's sexy. Here we go. <laughs> it's um, Lee Majors. I was probably, I was probably, I was probably too busy to listen to that sort of thing. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on a second. We're going to join in. Do you remember this, Kels? No. I'm going to join in. I'm going to join in. Here we go. He's about a stump man, okay? I might jump from as far as Mabel's in. I might jump from a friend's in car. But I'm the unknown stump man that made the, the, the star. Here we go. Hang on. This is the new Littlest Hobo, guys. I found it. I found it. Here we go. I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. <laughs> it's true, I hire my body out for pay. Here we go. Hey, hey. Hang on. I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rockwell Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. A hey, hey. I might jump from a Dolphin Brown Ridge. I might talk until it's fun. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Eastwood look so fine. Key change. Bear with me, Peter. <clears throat> Hang on. They'll never make me press. Not too long. <laughs> not, not too long to go now, mate. Ladies, some days I've got on as far as the eye can see. A morning dive with Jackie Smith I crash in the night with Cheryl Heather Thomas in the bikini, guys. You're missing out. They never stay with me Here we go. All together now. I'm turning I to my... I might jump from the tallest building I might jump from the I don't know the words. I'm turning to mush. You... <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing your own soundboard, for goodness sakes. Absolutely. Peter, what would you, apart from the last three minutes of radio, what would you like to have a whinge about? I would like to talk about that score that you've been discussing over a period of time, really. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The inspectorate, really and truly. Well, can't you ask the inspectorate to come on and ask what criteria they judge that score by? Because... It seems to me that the fault lies with the inspectorate as well. Yes, I think it does. Absolutely. We'll ask them to come on. OK, we will do. <laughs> OK. Right, hang on a second. Before you go, do you want a quick game of rock, scissors and paper? P pardon? Pardon? 
But what did you actually say? Anything further, Father? That can't be right. Surely it should be anything farther, further. A <laughs> little bit of the Marx Brothers for you there, guys. Um, would you like a quick game of rock, scissors and paper? No, thank you. OK, so we're going to count to three, and then you draw, OK? One, two, three. What you got? Scissors. Oh, mate, I got rock. I smashed, I smashed a scissor. Yeah, well, you didn't, you didn't make your choice. All right, we'll do it at the same that, time. That, does, that doesn't count. We'll do it at the same That's time. Teaching. All right, mate. All right. Put, you, put the gun down. Put the gun down. <laughs> One, two, three. What you got? Rock. Oh, mate, I got paper. <laughs> Last one. You, you, no, no, no you're, you're just a cheat. You don't even mention what you've got. You're just a bad loser. <laughs> till after All right, I no, I'll tell you what. All right, I'll tell you what then. I, we'll swap it around. Go on then, you do the counting. Away you go. No, you, you, you give your, you give your right. item first. And you can't do the, do the counting. Go on. One, two, three. What you got? <laughs> no, 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 what no. You got? I'm not, I'm not giving mine first. That's for sure. Okay, well, I can. Sh- I'm going to show the team what I've got. Okay, I'm showing them something. Right, what have you got? Mush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Chesson, Longfield Lane is still closed in both directions between Rosedale Way and the Flamstead End Road. And having a look at the speed sensors in Hitchin, it's looking very busy on the A602 in both directions, in and out of Hitchin. And on the A405 North Orbital Road in Brickettwood, it's very busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the M25 itself, anti-clockwise, it's busy around Junction 16 for the M40. And on the M1, things are all moving fine, but there are the roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstall, which are likely to cause some queues, and it starts to get a bit busier. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's have some news. Uh, 7.46 or thereabouts. It's Friday. It's the 7th of August. I'm going potholing on Sunday. I may die. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas, like in a movie. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. It's going to be a lovely day today. There will be some clouds, uh, most of it quite high cloud coming and going at times, but some lovely spells of sunshine. Temperatures rising quite nicely now. It has been a bit of a chilly start, but uh, by the end of the afternoon, we'll be up to around 22 or 23 degrees Celsius. Some areas up to 24, in fact. Just a very light wind, so very pleasant in the sunshine. Overnight tonight, it's going to feel quite chilly again in some of the rural spots. Temperatures just holding into double figures, probably. And then uh, the clear skies overnight will mean that we get blue skies for tomorrow morning. There'll be plenty of sunshine around tomorrow. It's looking like a really lovely day and highs of around 24 or 25 degrees. But then on Sunday, I think it's still going to be dry. We'll still see temperatures peak into the low 20s and Celsius, but gradually we're going to start to see a little bit more in the way of cloud, but generally dry over the weekend with lots of sunshine around too. That's the forecast. 
Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Stowe House in Buckinghamshire is one of the three counties' most beautiful places to visit. And this afternoon, I'm going to explore the site ahead of the grand opening of their new welcome centre. Nick Coffer. You'll be able to find out all the history with me, hearing from the people who work there and the people who explore it. Nick Coffer. Live from Stowe House in Buckinghamshire, today from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Giza. Giza. Stay there because we've got Tony on the line. Good morning, Tony. Tony. Hello, Ian. Hello, Tony. You're right, mate. You sound a bit miserable. What's going on, fella? I've been hanging on for about an hour. I fell asleep twice. Well, uh, listen, I've, I, I've been hanging on for an hour and forty-eight minutes. I've fallen asleep thrice, and I've got. A, I, there's no escape for me, Tony. You guys, you All can right. switch off whenever you want. You can go and listen to Heart FM or another BBC local radio station. I'm joking about the last one. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> I have to come and listen to this rubbish three hours every single day. No one, no one, no one feels bad about me. Wish I'd never said anything now. Don't you forget about me. Next week when I'm off, don't you fall in love with Lee <laughs> For the fortnight when I'm in bed, I'm staying in bed for two weeks. Justin Dealey's filling in <laughs> on the radio, not in my bed. Ah, well, I don't know about that. So. I'm just saying, is that, is, that, is that an offer or? <laughs> you, can come, yeah. you can come and tuck me in. Yeah. Tuck me in. Yeah. Anytime you want. And I'll call you Fry Tuck. It's a lovely offer. And you know what? Man to man, that means a lot. Thank you. I tell you what I miss, Tony. This is yeah. what I miss, right? Because we've all got what, what they call now duvets. When I, I remember when duvets were introduced in this country and they were called continental quilts. What? <laughs> they were called continental quilts because they had them in, uh, in Switzerland. And my mum said, we're going to try this new thing called a continental quilt. I remember, get, I remember the first day I went from pants to boxers. Yeah. And the first day we went from sheets and blankets to the continental quilt. Ooh. Big, big times in our house. Big times, right? <laughs> the thing I miss, Tony, about sheets and blankets, and you get this in some hotels still, but not always, is when your mum would, well, you don't get it with your mum tucking you in, but your mum would tuck you in so tight, you, you couldn't move. Mm. You could barely breathe. Mm. I, I, I would like to get the statistics, please, on the number of children that suffocated in their beds in the early 1970s because their mums tucked them in so tight. You couldn't even roll over. You were there. Rigid. You, you'll probably get a freedom of information request on that, by the way. Can we do yeah, that? Yeah, times have changed now. Okay, let's, we'll, we'll do that. So, do, do you know what I mean, though, Tone? Yeah, you just go from one thing to the other. You've lost me, mate. Speaking <laughs> of going from one thing to the other... Um, oh, no, go on. What have you called it about? You and your cat cafes and whatever other animal it was are coming in halfway. An owl. Well, we need more truckers' cafes. Do you realise how many have gone now? Do you mean you what? Can't get into McDonald's with a fifty footer. Do you mean? Do you mean because these cat cafes have cats roaming around and the owl cafes? You can see where I'm going, guys. Have owls flying around. So do you mean you go into a cafe and there'd be like what? Just truckers kind of sitting there. Sitting up on yeah. the bookshelf. Yeah, the greasy. Oh, look, there's one. There's one. There's a. Shh, shh, shh. Look, look, he's coming in. He's coming in. Oh no, he's gone. <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, you can one thing or other. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, do you know what? I, 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 okay, let's let's re- reel, reel it back in. Reeling in the years. Steely Dan, great oh, track, great memories. 
story, that's another thing. Stop having a go at Jerry Marsden. Ferry Cross and Mersey is We're, one of what, <laughs> what show are you listening to? We're doing literally... Ferry Cross and Mersey. Justin, I can't, I can't speak. You speak to okay. Tony. He's Tony, upset me. Tony, He's upset I have me. to say, I'm actually opposite the man in the studio. He's oh. upset about this. This morning, we I'm are... Fanning, de- I'm fanning myself with pop music by M. We are dedicating the whole programme to Jerry Marsden. What, what? I don't understand what more you want, Tony. You said that you, uh, you should have more cat cafes. No way. Truffles. What's that going to be? What's How the connection? How is that a dig at Jerry Marsden? Yeah, but why? It's not. Why? The t- you're going... You're doing what you accused me of doing. You're going from one subject to yeah. t'other. Yeah. The cat cafes and Jerry Marsden is well separate. <laughs> OK, I agree with that. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We'll get onto Jerry Mars in a bit. Yeah, we're yeah. not. Honestly, and I, this is my concern that people would think we were taking the mick. We're not. No, we're at not. All. At this all. is this is absolutely straight and genuine. What we're doing with Jerry Marsden, uh, he's right. There aren't enough greasy spoons. I yeah. love a good greasy spoon. There was a great greasy spoon. It was in Soho in London, just off Piccadilly, uh, Piccadilly Circus. And it had been there for like about 60 years, an Italian greasy spoon. It had Whoa. all the original interior, since the same since the 1950s. Yeah. It was great. And it was, it was um, they did proper fry-up breakfast, and my, me and my friend would go there. I walked past it the other day. It's like a Wagamama's or something. Oh, or, or it's, and it's just, it broke my heart. Well, we, of course, went to uh, an Italian greasy spoon a little while ago, didn't we, in Bedfordshire? Memories of that, do you remember? What did we? Yeah, Mario's. And without a word of a lie, that was the weirdest day because the woman who ran it, she had to. Cl- she worked in the shop next door, and she had to close the shop yeah. to come in, take us in. Who? Do we, which Ruffin brother did we meet? Uh, it was David Ruffin. David Ruffin came, came in. back from the dead. And then Kenny, if I remember correctly, as we were walking home, you you threw up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good times. Great vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your greasy spoon. I, I do. I genuinely, I do love a greasy spoon, and there aren't enough of them around. Yeah. Uh, listen, we'll talk about the Joey Marsden thing in a minute. You've mm. got to crack it. You sent me an email last night saying I got this interview with this geezer. I, I don't know if you want it for the show. Yeah, of course, I want it mm. for the show. This is this is uh, outrageous that you would think we wouldn't. This is an incredible story. Nick Cruis, is that how you say his That's name? That's right. Yeah. Big story a few months ago. Uh, Watford fan Nick Cruis uh, has spoken of his excitement at attending tomorrow's Premier League opener at Everton. Tell us why why Nick Cruis, the name might ring a bell with a few people, okay. Justin. It's a very famous story. And the reason I said about uh, about today was because this happened very last minute. I wasn't sure whether we were going to get oh, this interview or not. No, well done. Um, Nick, of course, uh, father of two from Hemel. Um, he was attacked after Watford's game at Wolves. That was back in March. Yeah. And um, he was in a coma. And it was a big story for a very, very long time. At the oh, time, he was terribly ill. He, terribly he was Ill. very he, Ill. He was, in, you know, as I say, in a coma. Uh, at the time, a fund was set up, raised £40,000 to support the family. We didn't know whether he was going to survive or not. That yep. was back in, in March. Uh, only this week, four men and two teenage boys have been charged with assault. So, for legal reasons, we can't talk about that. Yep. But, um, you know, as it turns out, Nick has got no memory of, of what happened at Wolves anyway. What the but, mind does. But he kind of wants to to have a memory yeah. so he can get closure. He's out of the coma. He's out of the coma and uh, back to football. Uh, tomorrow, Watford are back in the top flight oh, and this great. will be Nick's first away game yeah. since what happened back on March the 7th. So this is a, a huge day for him. Um, any updates on his progress went very, very quiet. But to actually meet him last night and know he's going yeah. back to football, what he loves 
He's just absolutely fantastic. So I went to Hemel last night to meet Nick and his wife Jody, and here's what happened. How excited are you about this weekend? Yeah, buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm buzzing. Uh, you know, the first uh, as soon as the fixtures come out, I was down here waiting for Sky Sports to come on and come on at one minute past nine, yeah. and uh, I was phoning up mates at two minutes past nine to see if they wanted to go. So yeah. With it being the first away game uh, after what happened, is there any any nerves at all about about going to an away game? No, not really. I don't remember what happened the last time, so it's not it's not really it's not really bothering me to be honest with you. When are you going back to work? Uh, January or February, apparently. It must be a great help that. Ollie, who of course lives around the corner, yeah. raised forty thousand yeah. pounds, and that money is is coming very handy for you, being self-employed, being off until at least January or February. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, it, it just pays the bills, doesn't it? The thing is, because you're self-employed, you rely. You got a mortgage to pay. You rely on. You know, we still got things. We've got two kids upstairs, so that's what it's uh, paying for, really. And to go back to football, um, with Watford being in the Premier League. A lot of people asking whether you're going to stay up. I've got a funny feeling. I've got a funny feeling. I've got a funny... Let me finish. Yeah. You're going to finish mid-table. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to shake your hand for that. <laughs> <laughs> because you're the first person I've known to say that. Who do you support? Um, this is where it gets slightly awkward. I'm not going to say Luton, are you? You didn't tell me it was a Luton fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely. But, but, but this is why this story's touched me. Oh, right. Because... I'm from Hemel, yeah. local lad, and I know a lot of friends who are who are Luton supporters as well yeah. who donated. Yeah, uh, I know. And and this is the thing about this story, you know, being a football supporter, everybody can relate to it because as blokes we go to the well, football every it's weekend. It's Luton, it's Wolverhampton as well. So I mean, it's, it's it is good, really. I mean, I've read the emails. There's over two thousand emails from people, you know, um, from different clubs that have emailed me, but I can't remember reading them. Nick, it's great to meet you. I mean, it really, really is. Good banter there as well about the football. <laughs> uh, best of luck on Saturday. I know you, you can't wait to get up there and um, I hope you get back to work as, as quickly as possible for you. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Um, OK, quick word with, with Jody, your wife as well. One question, Jody. Um, obviously, we can tell that, that Nick, in his words, is buzzing for Saturday. But um, being Nick's partner, you must have very different emotions about this weekend. Um, yes, well, it's not the same as what it used to be when he goes to when he went to football. I, he used to just go out the door and that mm. would be it. I would just be like, see you later. But now I like to know, I want to know who he's going with and what time he's going to be back and how he's getting mm. there and things like that, which he thinks is a bit of a joke. But, um, yeah, from my point of view, last time he went to football, he didn't come back for four, four and a half months. So um, yeah. my family call him the miracle man because um, we weren't expecting him to be home till Christmas, they told us. Mm. Um, and we didn't, obviously, um, in the first place, know if he would walk, talk, see anything again. And, of course, he's, um, <laughs> he's proved him that he can do it all. Yeah. So um, he's still having... Um, he has weekly occupational therapy sessions and speech therapy sessions. So um, he's got a bit of a way to get to go, but he's doing really well. Ah, well, that's a great story. It it's, is, a, it's a great story. And what a relief for all the family. Well done for getting that, Just No uh, problem. Uh, excellent stuff. We've got 20 seconds. Mm. Uh, this Joey Marston thing, yep. isn't, we're not taking the mic. It's not no, disrespectful. No, it's, not, this is genuine. Not at all. In 20 seconds, we often celebrate stars when they pass away. Yep. No, not today. We are going to celebrate Jerry Marsden today because that man is an absolute legend and the streets, they are fully behind this. I've been sent an email of other legends that we should be celebrating, so I'll have a look into that as well. Thank okay. you, Justin. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Longfield Lane is closed between Rosedale Way and Flamstead End Road because of a police incident and also in Brickettwood on the North Orbit Road. It's looking busy on the speed sensors around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 16 for the M40 and on the train departure boards there are no reports of any problems at the moment but on the London Underground if you're using that today the Bakerloo line and the has minor delays between Hyrule and Wilson and Queen's Park. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties You Radio. were hesitating. Is there another Line that's having trouble similar to well, those being faced by the Bakerloo was, line. There was a, there's, there's a power cut on oh. the Bakerloo line. It's affecting the Jubilee line as oh. well. So there you go. No one really uses the there. Jubilee line. That's the grey one. They might use the Bakerloo oh, line sh- though. Sh- it's the news. Shh, 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 shh. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headline staff say Buckinghamshire school will never be the same. Formula One star gassed during burglary. An injured Watford fan ready for Premier League opener. BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School, the special school in Buckinghamshire in administration, would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers who were among the 71 staff made redundant yesterday. They say students would have found new schools and staff new, new jobs even if the school was to reopen. Administrators say there are no firm offers, but former teaching assistant David Booth says that's not the case. These people have had an offer put on the table. It's been accepted financially. The, young, the man has been given till today to put a package, a management package together, of which they are all working extremely hard to do, to keep the school open on a reduced amount of children. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas. It's thought the thieves piped the drug into the villa where he and his wife were staying. More from Nick Koreshi. Jensen Button and his wife Jessica were staying with friends in a rented villa in Saint-Tropez on Monday night when two men broke in. It's claimed the burglars may have pumped an anaesthetic gas through the air conditioning system to knock them out. Newspaper reports say they took items valued at £300,000, including Jessica's five-carat engagement ring worth £250,000. A spokesman for Jensen Button has said that although those inside the property weren't physically harmed, they were unsurprisingly shaken. Court proceedings against a veteran politician accused of historical child abuse are due to get underway despite his advanced dementia. Prosecutors had decided Lord Janna was unfit to stand trial, but that was overturned following an independent review. A group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it. Aragon Housing Association say it's after advice from insurers over potential claims for injuries on the trampoline and toys. Jackie Green started the play area. We've always said that we wanted a park or something nearby when the housing officer said that he wanted us to remove all the toys. It was just kind of a kick in the direction to start forward planning for getting them to hopefully put a park in. We have considered asking Aragon how much the insurance would be and then paying it ourselves, but hopefully they will let us keep the toys at least for the summer holidays. Watford fan Nick Crewis has spoken of his excitement at attending tomorrow's Premier League opener at Everton just five months after being left in a coma. The father of two from Hemel Hempstead was attacked after Watford's game at Wolves in March. As soon as the fixtures come out, I was down here waiting, coming at one minute past nine and uh, I was phoning up mates at two minutes past nine to see if they wanted to go, so yeah. With it being the first away game uh, after what happened, is there any nerves at all? No, 
Not really. I don't remember what happened the last time, so it's not it's not really it's not really bothering me to be honest with you. In Sport England's cricketers are on course to win back the Ashes. They'll start day two of the fourth test at Trent Bridge on two hundred and seventy-four for four. That's a lead of two hundred and fourteen after Australia were all out for just sixty. The weather dry and sunny, maximum temperature twenty-three degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, guys. Thank you, Simon. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So we're celebrating the magic of Jerry Marsden. He's not sick, he's not poorly, he's not certainly not dead. I know we're tempting the curse, and if he does die in the next two weeks, well, I'm going to give up broadcasting. But um, with, with, with George Cole and with Scylla Black gone, and it's all like a big, you know, ce- celebration of their life after they've gone, well, let's celebrate these people while they're still here. If you want to take part in that, you can. Um, what else are we talking about? Owl cafes. Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. Got... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got a text here. Um, oh, no, where's it gone? Where's the one gone? Oh, it's a text. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Let me work out how to use this computer. Um, why have you... Now, I... <laughs> Tony! What? Is a text here from Ollie, right? And it says, why have you not been discussing the otter problem on the River Ooze? They need culling. I didn't know there was an otter problem. How, how big is the otter problem? Have you heard about the otter problem? Yeah, mine leaks. My water otter in, in, in the cupboard leaks. It all, right, I, I could deconstruct it if you want, or we could move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to uh, greasy spoons. Go on then, Tone. Uh, talking about uh, greasy spoons, yep. it reminds me now, going back a few years, when all my mates were in their 50s, we used to go out for a Saturday, go visit somewhere, and of course they always started off with a greasy spoon somewhere along the line. And it became so popular what we were doing, we used to mark each place we visited yeah. with a scoring system of the number of spoons. Oh. Okay, yeah. now, what it, it was perverse. We, it was the worse the place was in its a style or decoration or quality. Yes. Then that counted as a plus. Yeah. As long as the food was brilliant. Yeah. Then it would get zero rating. And we was going to do a publication like a timeout. Yeah. The worst place we ever found, and it's gone now, Aye. was a little place in Croydon, which doubled as a mini cab one side and and the greasy spoon on the other side. Which you mean it doubled with, as a mini cab? Well, you could. Yeah, the mini cab. Could... Office in one. Oh well, I see. Right, so I thought you meant you could yeah. drive around in it. That's crazy. Yeah. It was so bad that they were so frightened of people nicking spoons. There wasn't any spoons for stirring your coffee. You had to go to the the bit next to the mini cab and use their spoon, which was fixed to a. Who nicks cutlery from restaurants? Yeah. And the inside of the cab was old lino flooring, which was all cracked and, and wrinkled up. Yeah. All the tables were old melamine, which was turning up and cracked at the corners. Beautiful. A 1950s Bally pinball machine. Oh, really, baby! Didn't work. 
and an old lady who was about eighty sitting in the corner used to say, "Hello, darling, you're all right." <laughs> yeah, that's what you that's what you want. Why more people get that? We don't want everything to be slick yeah. and um, you know going to the same town and you, different towns and you get the same food from the same. Jo- you yeah, want none small of the matched, none no, at all. And this is great. But the the grub was absolutely brilliant, and we we got about. 150 on our list, and we were seriously going to publish it long before the website. Yeah. But if friends went out on their own and they'd find a calf, they'd come back when we turned the pub on the Thursday night and report on the calf. Next week, we had to go and find out. We were really doing it seriously. You know, so there was one opposite Liverpool Street Station as well, which was... it, it was the one that won every time. Tony, listen, I've got to move on. You should still... If you've still got the information, publish it. I'd, I'd read a book like that. Greasy Spoons from Days Gone By. You can maybe come up with a slightly catchier title. What do you expect from me, guys? To, to name your books? I'll name your children. Girls? Do you want me to name your children? Yeah, go on then. They're about six and nine now, so you probably should. I just like calling them six and nine. Yeah, OK. Well, the thing is, they're five and two. Although they look like 7 and 11 to me. The shop from America. Penn School in Buckinghamshire would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers. They've been speaking out after 71 staff and support workers were made redundant by administrators yesterday. The private school for autistic and deaf children closed last month when it ran out of money. Well, Yakub Hanif is... Uh... Now, now, Yakub, I'm, I'm an old man. ICT, what does that mean? Uh, information com- uh, communication technology. I'm flipping it. So is that is that woodwork or is that com- computers? Uh, that's computers, uh, Ian. Okay, because uh, it. <laughs> I'm so old. When when I when I was at school, it was just called computers, and then it became IT. Anyway, um, uh, when did you find out you were going to be made redundant? That, that you're definitely losing the job. Um, last Friday, um, is because that was the the uh, you know the the date they said they would run out of money like officially so they, they we got an email last friday saying that this were we're effectively done but a letter came through on tuesday you were you were you shocked when it came through you, you kind of knew it was on the cards didn't you uh yeah we did i mean cause the situation was you know uh that far you know it was that bad uh even though there was you know uh confident talk by some that there was a buyer interested uh we just you know we we deliberately didn't keep our hopes up of a buyer coming in and so it made it that much easier to deal with the news that you know we are officially redundant um have you got anything else lined up uh i have in fact Ian. um and this is the, i think you've just touched upon in your intro that a lot of the staff have found new work for september because um i mean i myself uh, i i kind of was a bit proactive. I went and looked for work stress. Soon yeah. as the talk started in June, so I'm I'm one of the luckier ones. But there's still, um, I think, the majority of staff still haven't got work for next month. Um, the the last few weeks, what's the mood been like amongst you and your colleagues? Um, somewhat downbeat, but the other hand, we you know we kept our spirits up and our you know, chins up because of the you know the kids that we were dealing with. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, but obviously, for the last couple of weeks, we've been on holiday, so we've not been in touch directly, you know, face to face with with colleagues. But you know, the if I just talk you through what happened on the last day, it yeah, was please a bit, do. It, I mean, it was a bit bizarre. The schools, you know, this, you know, it was uh, like the last day ever of Penn School, and none of the 
the trustees or the, 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 the head teacher, nobody was around. And everybody just kind of picked up their bags and walked out the door and, and that was it. Oh. Uh, and uh, There I, was I, no... Because I, I, I would have assumed that there would have been like a special assembly for you all and, you know, or, the, or a meeting for the teachers and, you know, just a, well, this is really sad, big thanks, um, good luck. There was none of that. No, there wasn't. Oh, funny. Um, you know, it was quite cold, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we just pe- picked up the bags and walked out the door as if it was like just any other day. Um, so there was nothing, you know. Um, and, you know, uh, the staff kind of got together uh, of their own accord at a nearby, you know, pub and, uh, you know, had a bit, you know, a bit of a, a chat before yeah. you know, we all disappeared. So, I mean, uh, Mary, I n- nobody saw her on the last day. Morning. That's the headmistress, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so disappointing, isn't it? The, the way it's it's kind of been handled and the way it feels—it just feels like it's just sort of petered out. Uh, it, it did, and what was really sad on the last day, some of the students were, you know, were really like in tears, and a couple of kids were hysterical. You know, yeah. the, the prospect of you know losing their school, you know, and you know that was, that was really really sad and tragic. Um, and the trustees and the head teacher, they weren't there to support the kids, you know, on their way out. There was, you know, it was just that was really bad. Um, and then you know, and we continue to learn more through the radio station than we are from directly from the school. Well, that uh, listen, the, the the teaching world needs needs more people like you, Yaku, because uh, you know it, it, teachers can are often pointed at, and we're we're supposed to think that they are lazy, work shy so and sos that have these massive eight week holidays in the summer. But I get to speak to people like you, and uh, I can tell that you love the kids, you love the job, and you love uh, you know you're passionate. Uh, about educating them and helping shape uh, shape their lives. So I, I, I genuinely wish you the very best of luck, and um, whoever gets you next is very lucky. All right, thanks for having me on, Ian. It's a pleasure, Yaku. Yeah, Thank you very much indeed. It's just... Oh, you know, we it, 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 talking about the narrative has been changed so that we're supposed to hate firefighters because they're always striking, and doctors because they won't work at weekends, and seagulls because they attack people. For a while, it was teachers. Supposed to hate teachers. Because they've got, they get paid a fortune, those guys, and they get like about eight, nine weeks holiday a year, and their day finishes at three o'clock in the afternoon. But then you get to speak to people like that who actually, you know, genuinely care about their jobs and about what they're doing, and they realise the uh, privilege. And that kid on the telly looked like Martin Clunes, uh, and uh, he does, doesn't he? That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. So I don't have TVs on in the studio because I go, oh, look, a bright coloured thing. Uh, you get, anyway, what I'm trying to say is that, that every, everybody I've spoken to who's been associated with that school is, um, uh, you know, th- th- whoever gets them next will be lucky. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, Ian, Kelly, this is spooky, but the other day you actually asked Kelly if George Cole was still alive. Why? What's happened? Hmm? Um, Ian, you're, you're listening in Slough. You're not. Al- we're not beds, hards and oh, bucks. Okay, right. We're beds, hards and bucks. You're not allowed. You're in the wrong. Ca- he's in the wrong county. How do we um, stop that? He should be listening to BBC Berkshire or BBC London. I mean, either, both of them are a little bit. Pardon, pardon. We can. We can let. No. Him in. No. Yes. No, we can't. Okay, maybe let's see what his comment is. It's and then... I just uh, read it. What was it? About George Cole, something's happened. Bedtards and bugs, right, not bedtards and birds. Sorry, Simon. Off. Well done on Killing Minder, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm. Um, Ian, why would you want to. Oh, dearie me. Um, 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 You're right. Just ran out of steam a bit. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's some problems on the M25. Anti-clockwise, just before Junction 22 for St Albans, two lanes are closed because the vehicle's overturned and it's causing delays from Junction 23 for the A1M. Clockwise on the M25, there's a lane closed at Junction 25 for Enfield because of emergency services incident, which is causing one mile queues approaching it. And clockwise as well, there are queues approaching Junction 15 for the M4 from Junction 16 for the M40 after an accident earlier, but it's now been moved to the hard shoulder. On the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's very busy. And on the trains, Thameslink have delays between Finsbury Park and Morgate because the train's broken down, so they're advising delays for about 20 minutes. Smart the breath, BBC delay, Three Counties Radio. Does that? Can I ask, Sammy? So <laughs> I'm just trying something new. I'm just trying to right. um, convey the travel. I'm trying to do like backing vocals to your travel. <laughs> does it put you off, or does it does it help? Do you think? Well, um, be, be honest. I'll be honest. It's massively distracting. Okay. But I quite enjoyed it. That, that, because you weren't, you weren't. That was the first time we've ever done that, and that's. I, I, I'll be honest, listeners. That was completely <laughs> unrehearsed. I swear to God, we I just did that. Should we just try it again? Okay. For for we'll try it for maybe the next. It's like travel jamming. Tra- oh baby, baby, she's got it. Travel jamming. You don't get that anywhere else. Probably, probably very, very good reason. Uh, 8.16, it's Friday the 7th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver, Jensen Button, has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Up your it's an option. How nice. Beautiful. Can be. Morning. <laughs> you right? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Are you I'm right? off on my holidays are at you? nine o'clock. Where are you going? Home to bed. The wife's away, the kids are away, the Xbox. I've, I've taught it how to respond to my voice commands. Um, so I'm I'm going to be lying in bed playing Xbox for how long? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I'm not going anywhere. So burglars, you can't rob my house because I'll be at home. So for two weeks, you're just going to be lying at home playing mm. your Xbox. I mean, I, I won't be lying all the time. Obviously, I have to get up. The Xbox is downstairs. Right. So I'll have to get up. Yeah. Walk downstairs and then lie on the sofa. I so... think this is the recipe for depression. Huh? I think this idea of a holiday sounds like a recipe for depression. Oh, what, 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 why? I'm going to be watching movies? Because you can watch films on there. Um, playing uh, Call of Duty. Come round! I don't want to. Trousers are optional. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to. OK. But you need fresh air. You need to get out there. I don't think lying on the sofa playing Xbox and watching films is very good for you. I'll tell you what we'll do. What? Um, in two weeks' time when I come back, mm-hmm. we'll have a chat. And it, this is what my, my legs and my muscles haven't, um, you know... Hoisted away. Exactly, if I can still mm. make it in. And we'll have a chat. And if you're right, then I'll say, do you know what, Jonathan, you're right. And if you're wrong, well, then you can give me a £10. Sound like a deal? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I like that. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, is filming songs of praise in the Calais migrant camp a good use of the BBC licence fee? 
The BBC has confirmed its flagship religious programme, Songs of Praise, is being filmed from the migrants' camp in Calais. The film crew have spent a day filming in a makeshift Ethiopian Orthodox church and the host, Alan Jones, is expected to join them this weekend. The programme will also include left-wing Reverend Giles Fraser, who quit as canon of St Paul's Cathedral in support of left-wing squatter protesters at the Occupy Group, The response on social media has been very critical, with tweeters complaining that the BBC is wasting money filming in Calais with illegal immigrants. Mm. From nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Is filming songs of praise in the Calais migrant camp a good use of the BBC licence? I think it's a great idea. I thought you might do. I think it's a great idea. What Christian thing to do to go and see these people that are struggling and suffering and, uh, and get the story? and find out what's going on and, and bring them a little bit of spiritual hope and warmth. Unfortunately, Ali Jones is part of that package, never mind. But I think, it's a, I think it's, a, it's a wonderful idea and it's what the BBC should be doing. I mean, it's weird that it's songs of praise. I didn't know that was still going. But I think it's what the BBC should be doing and they, we, they should be applauded for it. Creative, informative and educational production. Would you... Uh... It's pretty much... Uh, it's pretty much all of those things, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's all of those things, yeah. Yeah, that fits the bill. I don't know. A lot of people are furious. Well... They should be they should be shot. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like to know whether you agree with Ian or I'm not. not. I'm not the shooting bit, <laughs> joke, but I think I think it sounds like a nice idea. Uh, okay. All right. Well we'll debate this from nine if you don't mind, and I'd love your call on O three four five nine four double five five double five. Tomorrow our biggest season ever kicks off. We've live Premier League football for the first time in eight years as Watford travel to Everton. He's got it in! What a goal! By Craig Cathcart! On the volley! There's MK Don's first game in the Championship away to Rotherham. Quick with the shot and it's 2-0! It's a wonderful goal for MK Don's! Plus our three other teams in League Two. Luton at Accrington, Stevenage hosting Notts County and Wickham versus York. Header and a goal for the Dean! Top left hand corner! Wickham have got a second, Alfie Mawson direct from the corner. Our biggest season ever kicks off right here with Three Counties Sport. Tomorrow from two on BBC Three Counties Radio. Simon's trying to opponent me on on text. It's too late, I can't hear you, I've banned you. Ian, just to put you right, unfortunately I live in Slough, but I listen to you from Beaconsfield, which last time I looked was, was Bucks, so put that in your pipe. I will put it in my pipe and I spark it up and I'm going to smoke it. I need evidence, Simon. I need a picture of you with a radio uh, in Beaconsfield. And I know Beaconsfield very, very well. I used to go drinking there underage when I was um, a, a boy. So I know it very, very well, mate. So don't try and, don't try and catch me out with that. Don't try and send me a fake photo and uh, pretend it's Beaconsfield because I will know it. So I want a picture of you with a radio um, with uh, a clock showing the time and um, Beaconsfield. How will you know it's his face? And not just some random pretending to be. I know him. a I know a Simon when I see a Simon. A fair play. Is that nice? Well, oh, I just felt a little bit sad. Why? Because I'm going to destroy that guy. <laughs> that was the chair. Um, right here we go. A mum from Biggleswade is calling on a housing association to provide a safe area for kids to play. Comes after Jackie Green was told, who we spoke to earlier on, was told by Aragon that play equipment would have to be removed from outside her flat. Parents chipped in using their own money to provide toys, a new trampoline and a paddling pool after their nearby playground was taken down for being too dangerous. Well, let's speak uh, now to Rachel Lott. Morning, Rachel. Good morning. Tell, tell us your involvement. You you helped buy some of these, uh, the, these toys, didn't you? 
Yeah, so I'm a neighbour to Jackie and I have a two-year-old son. Um, so we've kind of pitched in together to get the toys for our children that they can play with. Why? Why has it got to be out the front? Why can't you do it in the back gardens? Why can't you go to local parks? Why is this area so important? Well, we live in a block of flats. It's both housing association and private. There's three of us. This is a communal green. That's all we have. Mm. And so we've taken it upon because we live here. It's communal. Everyone's kids come and play within the blocks. Um, there is no park anywhere near. Um, a lot of the, I know some of the mothers here are quite disabled. Right, Currently I'm off with a severe back injury. So we can't go to a park, we can't walk to the park, can't put the kids in the car to go to the park. So it's just convenient to have it out there. We're not privileged enough to have a house with a garden. Mm. So that's why we've had to use what we have available. When did, uh, when did the Housing Association first get in touch and what did they say? Um, a couple of weeks ago, um, they got in touch with Jackie and I believe they just said, I hope these aren't your toys. Um, if they are, you've got seven days to remove them or we'll remove them for you. Oh. And how long... Because how, this stuff's been there for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, we've had it here for about two years now. So why why just in the last couple of weeks, then, that they've, uh, they've done this? Well, they just say that it's random. We do know that there is a na- one neighbour that isn't keen on it. Right. <laughs> but... He's the only neighbour. And I can, as I said earlier, I, I can kind of understand that one, you know, that one person, if they're looking out and, you know, they don't want to see that stuff, I can kind of understand their, their, their beef. But, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure a compromise could be reached. It just seems odd that you've been told, get rid of all of it. Well, yeah, we've tried to accommodate him. We've moved the equipment to the opposite side yeah. so that it's, it's not, the kids aren't right in front of his window, so they're not making a lot of noise right in front of his his window but the problem is is that before we moved the equipment out here this this ground was a breeding ground for the drunks and the antisocial kids yeah those those have moved out and now it's the kids that are playing nicely we clean the land we take care of the land um and it's all something that aragon should be paying to do within our service charge they should be maintaining the land but they don't um, it does. This I got. I got two boys, and we're lucky enough. We do have a garden, and we do have a park yeah. nearby. And I know how important it is to get your kids outside so that, that they get exercise, and they learn to play, and they learn to have a bit of rough and tumble, and they learn to interact with other kids. And we're always being told the kids watch too much telly, and they play PlayStation too much, and they're <laughs> fat, and we should send them out. Um, and this just sounds like a nice little bit of community. It is. All of our neighbours have gotten involved, especially since they have threatened to take the toys. Everyone's stepped up in the area and, and, and signed the petition, asking if there's any way that they can help. They're sending their children more now. We get people that are walking past that just love the fact that these children are out there. They are building social skills. They're learning to get along, learning to communicate. And there are troubles, but we learn. That's how we learn is, is to communicate and to get out there and play together Yes, there, there is arguments and things. However, there is always an adult when those equipment is out. If that equipment is outside, there is an adult out there. Otherwise, we pull it in to where they can't play with it to try and provide a little bit of safety for the children. Um, what, what happens next, Rachel? 
Um, I, well, we're hoping to go to the council. We'll see if maybe the council can help us. Um, but mainly fighting Aragon because this area, they're continuing to house families here. But they're not giving these children. The nearest play area is about to be over a mile away. And we all know the circumstances that happen when your children are going far distances to play. Yeah. They can, they can get harmed. Uh, Rachel, listen, I, I really appreciate you coming on uh, this morning and um, keep in touch and let us know how it goes. Um, your thoughts on that, please? 03459 455 555. It sounds nice. Do you remember? Oh, I'm going to sound like such an old fart. Remember when ki- like, like kids used to go out? I remember like being five and going out and playing in the street on my own. Not with the local kids. They used to beat me up because they thought I was posh. They did. They used to beat me up because they thought I was posh. Um... Um, but, you know, I remember being like five, going out and playing on the street and stuff. No one goes out and plays on the street anymore. Maybe five is a little bit too young, but no one goes out and plays on the street. And to have those facilities set up by mums and dads and have it out in, your, in the, the communal play area. Oh, well. 03459 555. Coming up, we are celebrating the life of Jerry Marsden. Nothing has happened to him. He's alive. He's fine. He's well. It's just dawned on me that we should be um, we should be celebrating these um, uh, legends while they're still with us. Um, Tom has emailed in. Here's a list of what, in my opinion, are old git legends. Well, I don't know about that. That are still alive and deserve um, um, to be celebrated. Ken Dodd. Well, Nick Nick did him the other day. Nick did Doddy. So Bruce Forsyth. Well, Lester Piggott. Um, Jimmy Tarbuck. Ian Le- Ian Lee. Oh, jog on you. I knew there was something coming. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are problems on the M25. Clockwise, there are queues between, between Junction 15 for the M4 and 16 for the M40 because of an accident. And anti-clockwise, two lanes are closed just before Junction 22 for St Albans, which is causing delays from Junction 23 for the A1M. Also, clockwise at Junction 25 for Enfield, there was an accident there earlier, which is causing it to be very slow, although all the lanes are open again. On the A10 southbound, it's very slow from the New River Trading Estate southbound towards the M25. And in Chesson on Longfield Lane, there was was an accident, uh, a police investigation earlier between Rosedale Way and Flamstead End Road, but that has now reopened. On the trains, Thameslink are reporting 20 minute delays into Moorgate because of a train that's broken down between Finsbury Park and Moorgate. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Penn School would have to halve in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The Formula One driver Jensen Button has been burgled in the south of France, apparently after being knocked out with an anaesthetic gas. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers are on course to win back the Ashes. They'll start day two of the fourth test at Trent Bridge on 274 for four, with Joe Root on 124. That's a lead of 214 after Stuart Broad's eight for 15 helped dismiss Australia for just 60 yesterday. The new football season kicks off tomorrow. Watford back in the Premier League and away to Everton. The Hornets have made 10 new signings. Manager Kike Flores says they can stay up. We believe that we have to to fight very hard during the season. May is the, is the final result. May is the, the month 
when we know if we keep the category. Milton Keynes Dons start their first season in the Championship away to Rotherham. Here's boss Carl Robinson. What a great opportunity to be to play in the Championship with a gang of mates. And that's what we are. We're all close, we're all friends and we're going to go up and have a right good time. We're going to attack, we're going to be on the front foot, we're going to hopefully be exciting, we're going to be a team that is nobody expects to compete as we get told every day of our life. It's just a really exciting place to be. In League Two, Luton have made 11 new signings and start away to Accrington with striker Craig McHale-Smith, one of several players who will be making his debut for John Still's side. Piano players, piano carriers, you know, who's going to play the piano all weekend, but six people got to bring the piano on for him to play it. So, you know, I think it is a bit like that. It's, Craig's a, a terrific signing for us, but, um, you know, I mustn't and we mustn't underestimate the role of, you know, people that are, are not as obvious. Also in League Two, Teddy Sheringham takes charge of Stevenage for the first time at home to Notts County and last season's beaten playoff finalists Wickham start the new season at home to York. In the Europa League last night, Southampton went through, West Ham went out. Manchester United and Celtic are in this morning's Champions League playoff draw. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine. This Haven't got time for that. Billy! Hello there. Hello, Billy. How are you doing? Yes, I'm okay. Brighton Breezy. Brighton Beach. Brighton Breezy. Brighton Beach. Your turn. Hang on, hang on. Let's hang on. Let's hang on. I think I feel a game coming. Right, you go first. Say that again. What me? Yeah. Bright and breezy. Brighton Beach. Kelly, your turn. Ah. There we go. Hello. I've got hang on a minute. Go on, because I've got one. Go Can on. Can I have your one? Bright eyes. I was just going to start with bright. Why not? Let's see okay. where this goes. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> bright eyes. Lockers, your turn. Come back to me. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit you out. No. Uh, your turn, Billy. Yeah, what, what do you want me to say? Hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know where I am this morning. Do you not? Yeah, I know it is now. Now, uh, who's what, that? What, uh, you, what, what uh, I, I called uh, with uh, uh, wondering how many had memories. None. Of oh. greasy spoons. I, I have a memory of talking about it. Oh. I love a greasy spoon. Oh, what right. are your memories of greasy spoons? Right. Now, here we go. Uh, here we I, go. We're I, in. I wonder who remembers the Busy Bee Cafe on the Watford Bypass. Oh, why was it so special? Why it's so special? All those years ago, uh, we used to meet there in the early hours. Oh, I bet you uh, did. With, with, uh, I was a musician in those days, and uh, all the uh, motorbike clubs met there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they put uh, one of their specialities, if you like. Oh, they, they put uh, They put a tune on the jukebox. Yeah got on their motorbikes uh, up to the mill roundabout yes. round it and back to the greasy spoon again before the uh, record had finished oh right where was this this wasn't the place on the north circular was it the, the aces cafe 
No, this was the oh, busy because that's always bee. full of bikers. Oh, this was the busy bee oh, yeah. on the Watford Bypass. Beautiful, beautiful. And I bet they did horrible oily cups of tea that tasted fantastic. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that those... was, uh, that was a, a lovely memory that uh, you brought back again to oh. me. Billy, listen, I've got to move on because I've got to, you, you'll like this next story. I think you'll find it interesting. But thank you, Billy. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Um, I'm going to speak to Charlie Banter now. Um, who's uh, well? Let, let's let's get Charlie to tell his story. Morning, Charlie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. Um, now you're 19 years old and you've been doing a lot of work recently trying to raise some money for. for is it for homeless charities? Yeah, yeah, that certainly is. Yeah. Tell me why. Why is it so important to you? Okay. Well. Um... Obviously, when I was 16, I was made homeless um, uh, for about a few a few weeks. Um, and then, obviously, I, I've been to prison uh, a couple of times and things like that. So, when I, when I, mainly when I was in prison, there was a lot of people coming into prison that are homeless. Um, and while I was speaking to a few people in there, I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. People are literally coming into prison just to feed, get, get fed, get a bed and things like that. So I cut, I cut, when I come out... It's mad, isn't it, I, that, um, that, that the prison, for some people, can be seen as a better alternative to the lifestyle that they've got. Absolutely. It's I mean, crazy. People, people, are, people are just going in there just to get a meal yeah. and, and a bed, and that, that, that is it. They're doing petty little crimes, you know, robbing a chocolate bar or something like that, just to, just to get a bed, and they're getting it as well. Um, so that was my... When I got out, this is my decision to, 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 you know, to do something about it. I mean, I've changed my life now. Um... I'm, I'm, I'm doing better than, than I was, and I'll, I've got a secure accommodation now. Can I ask, I Charlie, can I ask, how did you end up being homeless, and what did you do to go, go to prison? I, well, I used to be in care uh, at the age of 13, and yeah. I went and lo- you know, moved back with me uh, with a family member. Um, and then, obviously, a few months down the line, I was kicked out, so I had to stay on the streets and that. Um, and to the other, the, the, other, the other question, obviously, I suffer from mental health problems. Right. So, um, I won't exactly say what the crime was, but no, no. It, it, was, it was bad. OK. <laughs> well, for a 19-year-old... This is going to sound really patronising, and I don't mean it to. I mean it sincerely. But for a 19-year-old to have realised, you know, to have made their mistakes and realise, actually, do you know what? That, that ain't working. Let's try something different. Um, is, 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 you know, is a pretty good position to be in. Uh, so how are you raising money? OK, I, I was I'm raising money uh, through uh, a, a company. It's an American company uh, from San Diego called uh, GoFundMe. Uh, yep. com. Oh, they're, they're, um, that's online, isn't it? So people can go and they, you, you say oh, I'm doing this, and they can go and pledge money online. Yeah. My, my link is www.gofundme.com forward slash my 72 hour mission. Okay. Now I've just finished that mission Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. But donations, the the, the 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 link is still up, and it'll be up for another three weeks before I start my next one. And why is it set? What 72 hours? Why why is that? What does that mean? Because I slept. Um, the whole idea was to raise more awareness and money, so I could feed. Um, and, you know, water, you could say, uh, homeless people and buy uh, essential equipment for them. Um, so I stayed in the street for seven, 72 hours, um, and that includes sleeping on the street as well. And you've done this, you've done this a couple of times. You've got a few more. You do, you're doing one in High Wycombe, aren't you? Yeah, High Wycombe and Hackney. Uh, it'll be Hackney first in East London and right. High Wycombe on the way back in January. Dates to be confirmed. OK. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously what happened in Aylesbury will most probably happen in Acne. And, well, uh, well, this and, is uh, what I was going to get to, because you, 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 you've got more booked in the diary, and yet in Aylesbury, um, it, it, something quite horrible happened, didn't it? Yeah, um, on a Sunday morning, uh, around 7 o'clock in the morning, I was sleeping on a bit of cardboard down the subway, 
and someone's come to attempt to rob me, and what they've done is they stabbed me with a with a needle, a dirty a dirty needle in the chest. Um, so I've woke up near enough, automatically woke up, yeah. and they've and he and he's legged it. I don't know who that he is, but he's legged it. Um, and me just woke up trying to trying to leg leg it off and try and catch him, but unfortunately I was a bit too slow. So uh, so yeah, I mean yeah, I had to go to hospital, have a have an X-ray, have a few blood tests. And have, that you, and have you had all the blood results. tests? You're all clear and stuff. No, 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 I'm still waiting to hear. Oh. It could take a few more days, maybe even a couple more weeks. But, um, yeah, I've rung up the do- I'm ringing up the doctor today, so see if we can get it a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, Blimey, so. that's, um, that's terrifying. It was, it was. It was more of a, well, obviously it was more of a shock. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you could class it as an occupational hazard because that, 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 I was going in knowing that something like that may happen, not would, May happen. Did you do you so, think that this person attacked you because they thought you were homeless? I know exactly why they attacked me. Go on. Because I heard from another person. Basically, on that on a Saturday night, obviously in Ellsbury, we had Jake Wood um, come down into a club called Fever. He obviously plays Max Banning in the EastEnders. All oh, right, okay. Very, yeah. very, 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 very busy. Yeah. And obviously, people were coming over to me speak more about uh, wanting to know more about the awareness side of it, and also yeah. donating money at the same time. Yeah. But obviously. There's a lot of junkies around at that time in, yeah. in Ellsbury, homeless ones, obviously, and they were following me and 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 things like that, and you know, trying to come up to me and things like that. Even though I've I've seen them already, I fed them, we have had a chat. Yeah. You know, I had to move on to other people to make it fair. Um, and I found out recently that they didn't like the fact that I was kind of in a way nicking their spot. Do you see what uh, I mean? Because they beg. Okay. Yeah. So they, don't, yeah, yeah. they didn't like it. Okay. Um, and and that's. Probably, I'm 99 sure that is the reason why. But, but, um, but just to clarify, Max Branning himself wasn't. He's not a suspect. No, no, no. In this I, I didn't even. I didn't even see Max Branning. <laughs> no, I'm not even 100 sure who Max Branning is. Listen, Charlie, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's really nice to hear. Again, it sounds. I'm such an old fart. I, I, you know, I, I sound like one of those old idiots. But you know, well done. I hope you have sorted your life and your head out. Just give us that link again if people want to go and uh, give you a few quid. Of course, can. It's www.gofundme.com forward slash my 72 hour mission. All right. Listen. And I will confirm that East London Hackney and High Wycombe one later. Uh, probably next, I'll start planning that one in the next week or so. All right. And try and get a bit more. Listen, just send, just send a member of my team a little email when you get your blood test back and we all know that you're all okay, would you? Would you do that? Absolutely. Of course I will. All right. Will. Nice one, mate. Thank you very much. Thank well you. done. There we go. What a nice bloke. Charlie Banton. Um, what a nice gentleman. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Oh, look what I bought earlier on during the show. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been. We'll all sing the chorus in a bit, okay, guys? I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, 
hay I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up yeah, ready? in the hay hey, It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump from a Tolman drill bridge I might fall from someone's combine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Yeah, mm, uh-huh Yeah, ticket home fall guy Yeah, that's right It finished earlier than I thought it was another verse Thought there was going to be another verse and we were all going to sing in. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our new theme tune for the show. Forget the shaggy dog. Forget the, um, the suckers who've been on a weird pervy boat that have been, been dumped on an island lost in time. We've got the full guy. We've got the full guy. Let's go straight to the Texas. Betsy's. Betsy's Texas. Oh, it's a feature. Betsy's Texas. Ian. Yes. How dare you? What? It's just Alid a feature. It's a legend. Oh, OK. I don't know who that's from. Okay. Oh, hang on. Oh, yep, hang on. Yep. You're right. Yes. Fine. Uh, please, please, please let Kath and Kelly do the show from Mark in Bedford. Okay, fine. That's that sorted then. It's that easy. These playgrounds become drop off places for lazy parents. Sorry, hang on. What? what, what P E R E N T S. Hang on. What? what who sit the... on their backsides. What? Watching daytime telly. Are you actually while reading this? Screaming children are allowed to run riot. Yeah. From is Dave. that real? Yeah. These Text. playgrounds. Is that from Dave Luton? No, that's not Dave Luton. These playgrounds. It's all about playgrounds. These playgrounds become drop-off places for lazy parents who sit on their backs. What? Are you? You ever been to a playground? Playgrounds are flipping all. You take the boys to the playground and you think, oh, oh, I'm going to get a good sit down now for half an hour, and you can't, Daddy. Daddy, come and watch this. I'm just having a sit. Come and watch. Daddy, he's hitting me. Oh, you don't get to sit down at the playground. And then you've got to chase them and pretend to be a monster and stuff. And then other people's kids get involved in the game. And you kind of think, is this appropriate? And oh, I hate life. Good. Thank you so much for that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 25 anti-clockwise there's been an accident just before junction 22 for St Albans a car's overturned it's causing five mile queues on the approach from junction 24 for Potter's Bar also anti-clockwise on the M25 it's very busy between junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4 in High Wycombe on the A404 Marla Hill it's very busy on the speed sensors in both directions and in Bromham on the Bromham Road, that's looking very slow from the A428 at the Branston Way towards Shakespeare Road. On the trains, Thameslink have 20 minute delays between Finsbury Park and Moorgate because the train's broken down at Drayton Park. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, yeah, Sammy, Sammy, Oh, yeah. My holiday starts in 15 minutes. I might buy myself a McDonald's drive through on the way home to celebrate. I live in Celebrate, it's a small village. Not local, you wouldn't have heard of it. It's, oh. Come on, you can do this, you can do this, fella. The last 15 minutes, come on, come on. You can do it, you can do it. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School would have to half in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers made redundant yesterday. The BBC has confirmed that a migrant camp in Calais is to feature in an edition of Songs of Praise. And a group of parents from Biggleswade who paid for play equipment outside their homes have been told to remove it due to potential insurance claims. Let's get the webs. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on, hang on. Yes. Hang on. Hello. Oh, you're there. Good morning. I, for some no, reason, no, no, for some reason, I expected you to be on an ISDM 5. I'm panicking because I've not got an ISDM 5. Which I've one got, am I on? You're on ISDM 4, which I think you might always be on. I think it might be my okay. mistake. But do you oh, know right. what? I'm big enough to blame that on Kelly. So, Kelly, that is out of order. Words That's after me. the show. You leave Kelly alone. Oh, Rizzini's feisty. What's happening in the world of webs? Well, it's going to be a nice day, and it's going to be a nice, nice weekend as well. We'll see lots of sunshine around. Plenty of sunshine today. Uh, we do have some cloud out there that's thinning and breaking as we speak. It's been a chilly start, but you know temperatures will rise up into the twenties today. I think we'll get up to uh, twenty-two or twenty-three degrees Celsius quite widely, and just a light breeze, so pleasant in the sunshine. Overnight tonight, it's dry, it's clear. We're looking at lows of around twelve or thirteen degrees. I think in the towns, a bit lower than that in the rural spots. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine around, some more clouds through the afternoon afternoon perhaps here and there and I think it will turn cloudier during the day on Sunday but still plenty of sunny spells temperatures up into the mid-20s in Celsius that's where they'll tend to stay into next week as well so uh, yeah good weekend for being outdoors all in all Ian I should be at work well well, I should be I'm going I'm going potholing on Sunday that's definitely the wrong place to be in a hole I'm going me and Paul Scoynes the political reporter we're we're going to try and squeeze ourselves into a tight wet dark crack and I'm just concerned I know. There, I mean, literally, and this isn't even me joking now, we could mm. die, Elizabeth. Oh, that would be really sad, Ian. I would be, I would be a bit sad if that happened. Well, stay safe when you're potholing. Think of us out in the sunshine. <laughs> that sounded like... I could actually... Right, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, forget it. I'm doing a dangerous sport yes. that could kill me. Yes. You're joking about it. I'm not. I said I would be really sad. Why yeah, is that you said, it, you said it in a sarcastic voice. No, I didn't. No, yes, you I did. Didn't. Yes, you did. No. Yes. No. Just you did. Because you say everything. You said it in a sarcastic voice. I did. I said you, I you would be it. really you sad, did. and you I s- meant it. You, know, you didn't. You didn't even mean that. I don't know. I. I really did. I really did, Ian. I would be quite sad. You're doing it now. <laughs> right. Goodbye, Elizabeth. <laughs> Maybe we'll speak again, maybe not. Every weekday morning. One partially closed and the others didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me to not move the vehicle anywhere. It's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email JVS show at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your programme, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so we've lost Scylla, we've lost um, Arthur Daly, a little dodgy maybe, but underneath, he's all right. Mm. Um, I, do you remember that song? Uh, yes, I think I do. Who was it? Was it by the it firm that did Star Trek in? Because uh, I know, I remember all the work. I can sing it to you now. I'm going to get asked about this tomorrow as well, so I should know. I haven't heard this song in over 30 years. I reckon I can do all of the chorus. Come on, then. All right, my son, say no more, leave it out, no bother. As it happens, it's your shout. <laughs> oh, then I stumble there. Hang on. All right, my son, say no more, leave it out, no bother. It's... Uh, 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 I can't remember. Arthur Daly, a little dodgy maybe, but underneath, he's all right. 
Was it the firm? Yeah. I think it was the firm. Yeah, who did Star Trekking across the universe? I had both of those records. My my taste in music as a youngster was. Um... Well, to be fair, you know, Star Trekking was actually a, a very very big hit, and it was a, a firm favourite. They were all um, bent, weren't they? Um, uh, weren't well, all, uh, all of the the, the the firm were bent. I'm sure they were all bent. Possibly. They've been to prison. That's yeah, where they yeah. got their name from. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they have. I would like to confirm that for, for legal reasons. Okay, well, uh, for legal reasons. <laughs> Here we go. Remember this? <laughs> a Sunday morning at no bother as it happens, it's your show. Right to a night, hang about, what's the damage? Cheap ear, who's your mate? Easy with a bunny in the trilby. Reckons he's a jet, but he ain't all that. Half a daily, a little dodgy maybe, but underneath, he's all right. This is actually isn't bad, is it? Which has some Dave involved in this? No, the, the, I mean the style of Chaz and Dave was involved. <laughs> Stolen the Chaz and Dave property. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all bent, aren't they? Hang on. And, and it, it doesn't feature Arthur Daly singing. Yeah. It's just him singing about Arthur Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used car, motor, trade. I've this for 30 years. Ready all together now. Alright, my son, say them all, leave it out, no bother as it happens, it's your shout straight up, pull the other in a right two and they hang about, what's the other chief here, who's your mate, the geezer wow. in the bunny in the trilby, yeah, reckons he's a jit, but he ain't all that, half a daily, a little dodgy maybe, but underneath... He's all right. Now, hey, boss, come on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jonathan's given me utmost respect That was there. actually really impressive. Now, the thing is, right, what no one has mentioned, and this has just come to me... Hang on a second, what's his name? Arthur Daly. Um, it's just come to me. He released a record. Dennis, right. Arthur Daly and Minder, they yeah. released a record. Do you remember this? Oh, listen to that, Arthur. That's your actual Bow Bells. Yeah, listen to that. Top of the Pops. Hang on, yeah, Top of the Pops. Hang on a minute, let me find the studio version, because they actually, um, um, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, what? We... You're giving me ideas yeah. for my show yeah. tomorrow. Oh, mate, take them, take Seriously. them and run with them. I'm surprised you didn't think of, okay, they did a song called What We're Gonna Get For Her Indoors. Remember this? <laughs> I had this as well. Here we go. Hang on a second. Oh, dear. It's com this, is, this is Minder and Arthur Daly. It's a great intro. Already oh, it's got me. Listen to that, Arthur. That's your actual bow bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen to that. It's a disgrace on a public thoroughfare. They ought to be reported to the Noise Abasement Society. Cool sake, Arthur. It's Christmas, isn't it? A time of goodwill. Oh, this is Trying good. to make your will, you mean. We've only just finished with £1.50 for the guy, mister. Used to be a penny in my day. Yeah, but Queen Victoria's dead, isn't she? No, I suppose it's going to be GBH of the year old from Carol Singers. I don't. I really don't. Bennett, it's tough and it's lonely in top management. Oh, don't give me no earache. You don't even pay your rent. <laughs> I've got a lock-up with no lock on and it's snowing outside. It's got catchy chorus. Hang on. Present soon, there'd be nowhere to hide. I've got a lovely furry coat. I could tell her it's me. Now she sassy skunk, cos it does not pen and ink. It doesn't. It does. You know. I would. Here's a turn up for the book. What? Hold on, here comes Chisholm. He's giving me a funny look. What now? Here we go. Sing, he don't know one carol from another. What we gonna get for her indoors? This is brilliant, isn't it? Don't tell me your problems, cos this one's yours. Tried shopping. That's typical. Right, there's no respect. You made me laugh, you boo. No, Terence, please. Just leave me out. After all I've done for you. Oh, what are we gonna, gonna get for her indoors? That was not mentioned once in any of the tributes. As a guy, I can relate to that song. <laughs>
Oh, it's, I do. I wonder if I wonder if Minder stands the test of time. If I were to watch my parents, we had one of the first video recorders in our street. It was nicked. We weren't mm. allowed to talk about it at school, and we had to hide it behind the sofa. Mm-hmm. And my parents would tape on Betamax Minder, yeah. uh, and then we'd watch it before we went to school. I reckon it was, I was stand eight up. years old. Do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Have you, have you not spoken to car dealers recently? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was good, wasn't he? I mean, here we go. All together now. I mean, he's not got the best singing voice in the world, but it's the message. Anyway, so we he's getting all the props now. We should have been playing this last week. Absolutely. We should have been playing this. This is exactly the example. We should have been playing that last week and laughing about that last week and saying, yeah. oh, let's get George Cole on the phone and see if he yeah. can talk to us about that. And we didn't. And that's I'm going to regret that forever. Scylla Black, all the big tributes after she died. We have decided that we're going to start celebrating heritage legends, old people, while they're still alive. Yeah. Here, here. Uh, and you came up with the idea, Jerry Marsden today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jerry Marsden, absolute legend. So we've got a little package here about Jerry. Also on the streets this morning, talking to people about him. And as you say, celebrating yeah. this great man's life. Perspectives from right the way across the world coming up here as well. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> Forget Chris Evans, Rupert Grint and Prince Harry, Jerry Marsden is the UK's favourite ginger. His first three songs went straight to number one. Not even the Beatles did that. How do you do it? I like it. And this, a football anthem. This feat was not matched for 21 years when fellow Scousers Frankie Goes to Hollywood enjoyed the same success. He still tours up and down the country, thrilling audiences wherever he goes. In October, he's performing in Stevenage. And just the mention of his name on the streets today brought smiles and emotion. How would you describe Jerry Marsden? Absolute player. Appreciate your time. When I mentioned the name Jerry to you straight away, you smiled, didn't you? Oh, yes. That's, that's, that's my sort of music. We're celebrating Jerry Marsden today. It's the right thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Stars up as well, he's a lovely man. We always celebrate people when they've died, don't we? And that's the wrong thing. We should be celebrating these people every single day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? You know, everyone's got a right to be celebrated whether yeah. alive or dead. Yeah. yeah. Let's get the Zimbabwe perspective. Jerry Marsden, in one word, sir. Legend. Really means that much to you? Yes, it does. It means somebody who has done something great for the people. And he's certainly done that. It's a great Zimbabwe perspective. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Come on, sir. And you'll never walk... Again. <laughs> oh, that's a different version. All right, mate, thanks very much. No problem. <laughs> Jerry Marsden, MBE, one of the nicest men in showbiz. Oh, we man. salute you, sir. Hashtag legend. What you've done there... We'll come up with the title for this. That was brilliant. It's one of the thank best you, things. Thank you. That, that's, that's, that's called doing a pre-gambo. Yeah. A free a pre-gambuccini. You're getting in there before they pass away. Yep. This is going to be a regular feature. Absolutely. We'll come up with a catchy name. Uh, I love it. Brilliant. Yep. We've got to fit these two. Stay, stay there, mate. You've got to fit these All two right. geezers in. Morning, geezers. Uh, oh, flipping it. Geezers. Are you talking to me, pal? Yes. 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 Are you talking to me, pal? Yes. What pothole are you going down in? Yeah, I know it is now. Yeah. Who? Who are you? Oh, my God almighty. Who's that? Oh, dear, I'm right. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, I know it is now. Uh, 
What pothole are you going down in? Yes. Fill it in. What are you beefing on about? Oh, dear, hope. Have a nice two weeks holiday. Give us all oh, a bit of peace, God. eh? Just shut it, pal. <laughs> shut it, pal. Oh, are you all, Paul? Oh, dear. Come back, it's Catherine. It's disgusting. Come back, Catherine. We're waiting oh, to see your God. money. Uh, bye, Dennis. Goodbye. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 24 for Potters Bar towards Junction 22 for St Albans because a car's overturned. There were two lanes closed but they have now reopened though. Anti-clockwise on the M25 it's busy between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. In Newton on King Street there's reports of an accident near the Chapel Viaduct and in Bromham on the Bromham Road that's looking very busy on the speed sensors between the Branston Way and Shakespeare Road. On the trains Thameslink have 20 minute delays to Moorgate because the train's broken down at Drayton Park. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Thank you, Lockers, for uh, stepping in this week. Thank you, Kelly Betts, for doing a little sexy wiggle there. It's appreciated. It is appreciated. Dealey, gold as always. I'm off for two weeks. I'm going to be at home. I'm not going away, so you can't break in and steal my stuff. Catherine's back next week. Don't tell her where I am, OK? I don't want to be in any contact with that woman at all. New podcast is going up soon. Dealey will, uh, will guide you through the next couple of weeks. You can always send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. <sighs> I'm on holiday. Ta-ta, losers. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. How nice. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Is filming songs of praise in the Calais migrant camp a good use of the BBC licence fee? The BBC has confirmed its flagship religious programme, Songs of Praise, is being filmed from the migrants' camp in Calais. The film crew have spent a day filming in a makeshift Ethiopian Orthodox church, and the host, Alid Jones, is expected to join them this weekend. The programme will also include left-wing Reverend Giles Fraser, who quit as canon of St Paul's Cathedral in support of left-wing squatter protesters, the Occupy Group. The response on social media it'd be fair to say, has been very critical, with tweeters complaining that the BBC is wasting money filming in Calais with illegal migrants. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Is filming Songs of Praise in the Calais migrant camp a good use of the BBC licence fee? I'd love your call with your reaction to this on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. But first, let's get the latest BBC news. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines claim that offer has been made for Penn School, songs of praise at Calais migrant camp. An injured Watford fan thanks Luton supporters. BBC Three Counties Radio. Penn School, the special school in Buckinghamshire in administration, would have to halve in size even if a new buyer was found. That's according to teachers who were among the 71 staff made redundant yesterday. Administrators say there are no firm office offers, but former teaching assistant David Booth says that's not the case. These people have had an offer put on the table. It's been accepted financially. The, young, the man has been given till today to put a, package, a management package together, of which they are all working extremely hard to do. 
to keep the school open on a reduced amount of children. The BBC has confirmed that a migrant camp in Calais is to feature in an edition of Songs of Praise. A crew, including host Alid Jones, is due to arrive at the site this weekend. Meanwhile, Eurotunnel says it has begun an investigation after a migrant almost succeeded in walking through the Channel Tunnel to the UK.